Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida and the best way to start your Saturday, this is KMA Talk Radio, life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGrocco, the man with the scoop, William Cooper, Alex the Goat Tavella, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe DeBella. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Good morning. Welcome to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of leaf. Honest Abe here, and we are broadcasting episode 519, What Floats Your Gravy Boat? Yeah, I'm curious about that one myself. As always, we are here with three quarters, or pretty much really the whole team, Alex Tavella the Goat and William Cooper. Gentlemen, what's going on? Good morning. Good morning. Was this a planned Paul absence or not? I can't remember. Yeah, this had something to do with a flight or some nonsense or other. Or other so he's not he's not doing Friendsgiving this weekend. Apparently oh, we'll see, not. We'll see pictures of Friendsgiving. Friendsgiving. I bet we'll see pictures of a Friendsgiving. I think so too, Abe. You know, he kind of kept that under the covers last year. And then all these oh, friends. Yeah. And then half of Florida was there and you guys weren't. So. Of course. Of course. I'm was that I'm, was that uh no it wasn't Friendsgiving when he was taking shots Sasaki to the face, right? That was something no like, that was like East was it like Easter or something Easter like that? Easter or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, he does a lot of with his phony holidays. He does a lot of social gatherings. Yeah. yeah. Minus but, us. But so, he, this is yeah. I'm just curious because normally I know him kind of know the backdrop. So what yeah. what's what ever floats your gravy boat? Thanksgiving Thursday, bro. Oh, oh yeah. Duh. That, all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, a little yeah. slow, a little slow. Which baby. I want to I get into in a little bit. We can yeah. get into. I have some Thanksgiving got excited. for you guys. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Um, well, listen, we got Thanksgiving coming up. You know, I just, I have, I have some questions. I'm, I'm curious. So, I mean, Abe, we know you're, this is kind of, you've kind of started your own. Is this going to be a thing now for you? You know. It's two years in a row. It's two years in a row. When you do something like the first year and say, oh, this is awesome. We should do it again. Doesn't always necessarily mean yeah. the second one's gonna be out. So I mean, so you'll know after this one. Yeah, kind of like last year, we said, "Oh, this is what we're gonna do for Thanksgiving from now on." But you know, we may go on and say, eh, "That was enough." That was a well, two. For years. those that don't, for those that don't know, Abe Abe tends he last year he went on a cruise for Thanksgiving, which he everybody loved it. This year. Right. So no that's a good point. Away. You never really know till the second one whether. Yeah. Right. Never. Right. 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 You know, no slaving away. Not everybody's over. You got people working in your house for three days, and it's over in twenty minutes. Like you eat and everybody's done, you know, and you know, then you got two days or three days of turkey, and you know, it's like it was nice to actually have not done nothing but like chill for right. the week. So, yeah, I'll, I'll know after this trip whether we, it actually may may have the potential of being like an annual thing that we'll do. Because this is actually a really good time for me, right? We get through a lot of the early November headaches. I got a little bit of time before the shitstorm of Great Smoke starts, so it's kind of a for me, I honestly a nice reset button. It is. This is like really the time for you. Literally. Yeah, there's literally. not much. 
yeah, know, great smoke yeah. and all kinds of stuff. What about you, Cooper? You have any um, you have any Thanksgiving traditions? The tradition the last couple of years has been, or the last few years has been going to my daughter and son-in-law's house down in Columbia, South Carolina. Um, and it's just we make a great day. Uh, all four kids come in, and uh, you know, it's Columbia is like a lot, even warmer than Charlotte. It's one of you know, it's still pretty warm most of the time down there so it it's it, you know we keep it pretty traditional uh, a dinner we watch the football we have cigars out on uh their patio uh my son-in-law loves those hoya de nicaragua numero uno so um that's become the tradition i'd say the last four or five years right now nice nice so <laughs> i um i have to start I have, Paul's tradition is missing the show. Absolutely. <laughs> so I, I have to start a new tradition, unfortunately. Uh, you know, for the past 14 years, I've been going over friend's house. You know, I'm, I'm the official Thanksgiving turkey carver. Uh, unfortunately, those friends decided to get divorced. So their their house for Thanksgiving is is no longer an option. So I'll be, I'll be hanging home with Marissa and her parents, and we'll be cooking, doing all that kind of stuff. Is she uh, coming or shocker? There's two types of divorces. One you like you saw coming years before they did. One like what that like you know they had the whole fake story going out like outwardly like great, and then all of a sudden like what? I mean, yeah. there were issues, but still kind of a shocker. Still kind of a shocker. But you know, what are you gonna do? It happens. That's life, I guess. Yeah. So, you know. All right. So keep. Well, before I get there, are are you are you properly satisfied with my green screen this weekend? I like it. I like, like it. You like that. Yeah, yeah you freaked me out last week. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I like the show in the background. It keeps yeah, I like it. Thumbnail. So, keeping on Thanksgiving while just, we're here. Just so, you, just so you know, yeah, Alex has like a like major network set up at his fucking. Oh, yeah, I got, I got lights now. I got, I got, I got the mic that he didn't like and no longer uses. I got no shit in my fucking office. I got nothing. This guy's like got like. Do you, do you want me to? Do you want me to have Marissa order you this one? Every I don't know if it's the mic or my computer before we waste money, but. Every every week, I'm, I see like a new accessory, fucking on his desk. It's working well, man. Listen, yeah. give me some credit that uh, that TGS that, unboxing uh, that TGS was unboxing was a good video, man. Yeah, very good job, very good job on it. Yeah, thank you. What do you think of that packaging, Coop? Unbelievable. Un- I mean, I mean, honestly, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, it, it really came out badass. It's it's cool. It's cool. It's it's it, nothing that I've seen before for an event. That's for sure. That is for sure. Um, all right. Back to the topic at hand. Whoop, wrong one. Thanksgiving. Turkey or ham? Do you cook both? Number one. We always had both. There was always both there. Cooper? Um, it's definitely turkey for me. And then there are a lot of years we have had the ham as an option as well. Right. I'm I'm like yeah. Cooper's always been turkey and then ham's made its way into a lot of Thanksgiving. Right. Preferably I eat the ham. Except I'm gonna tell you something. If you get the um what's the big turkey what's the big uh ham outfit? Honey baked ham. Honey baked ham. If you get the honey baked ham Oh wait, wait, so wait, you said ham. Normally you'll eat the turkey. We we always have turkey. Yeah. And ham has worked its way into Thanksgiving a few times, yeah. right? Ham is traditionally a Christmas uh, thing. Right, right. Same thing. Christmas Easter, way, right. Right, but it's made its way into Thanksgiving. But if you go to Honey Baked Ham, I'm telling you, and you get the sliced turkey breast, it's a pre-sliced turkey breast. Oh, Honey Baked Ham turkey. Oh, my God. It's better than any ham or turkey. 
there is so, nothing like a, when you get a really good like turkey bread. I know what you're talking about. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Anybody yeah. who hasn't had it, go to Honey Baked Ham. I'm telling you, you can get you get a little one, you get a little big one. Get the Honey Baked Ham sliced turkey breast, and you can thank me later. Guaranteed. Who is that cook that used to do that? Coop, you should know. You're old enough. Guaranteed. Yeah, cooking show the Cajun dude. Guaranteed. That wasn't a, that wasn't a galloping no, it wasn't a galloping gourmet. He wasn't. No, I don't know. I can't remember. I I, I just remember him, old dude with glasses. Guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah, you got guaranteed. Oh God, Justin Wilson. There you go. Somebody. Justin okay. Wilson. Good, good, good oh, one. Yeah, yeah. A couple times. I would have never gotten his name. It was a chef. It was a <laughs> chef. No No So Cooper, question: Italian yes. household. Do you, you have a pot of gravy as well? Yes. Of course. Yes. Of course. And my daughter has kept. My daughter, who's doing Thanksgiving, has kept that tradition going. Yeah, you have a pot of gravy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is completely and utterly unnecessary. With Thanksgiving, yeah. with the amount of food that's already cooked, yeah. okay, I, I need to clarify. I need to clarify. Oh, here we go. Pot of macaroni sauce. Okay, all right. Yeah, we need yeah. to clarify for all this. Macaroni and gravy. Macaroni and gravy. Yeah, macaroni and gravy. You, you, you having red sauce? You mean in yeah. pasta on Thanksgiving? Having gravy. We're having gravy. Macaroni. Yeah. Macaroni and gravy. Yeah. <laughs> macaroni and gravy. Exactly. I'm actually. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'll be making my. Uh, it's kind of my new thing now. I think I got it down. Abe actually had some, but my new eggplant rollatini. That was good. Oh, wow. So we're, we're going to cook some of that for, right. for that. So I just want to be clear: like, yeah. do you not have like mashed potatoes and stuffing? No, no, you do. This is this is totally oh, unnecessary. That, on top of normally car, first. See, too. like, like, like you know, it, with, with my family, when we that would always be like first. You do that, maybe take a break for like ten minutes, then you bring the turkey out and all the other stuff. Totally unnecessary. Totally yeah. over the top. Not, but I don't know. That's just it's always been. Little macaroni and gravy, part of Thanksgiving. Abe, I just put the order in for the for the honey baked ham turkey. My <laughs> man, I want, I want a live video. I want a live. Yeah. I want a yeah. live yeah. unboxing. I want a live <laughs> eating of this. I'm serious. Yeah. Yeah. Fact, yeah. I'm, I'm. I need to tell my wife. Yeah, I'm gonna call. She, my my. I'm, I'm from. I'm at home base today. I'm not in the office. My sister-in-law, oddly enough, went in the hospital like three days ago. She thought she had food poisoning. She's still been in the hospital. They don't know what's wrong, and they got doing doing a bunch of tests. So it's obviously more than food poisoning. So my my wife and my oldest daughter went to the hospital this morning. I'm literally gonna I mean would it be like insensitive. I mean, say, hey, can you can you stop by the honey baked ham on the way home? <laughs> get enough. a sliced turkey. Get a, get a sliced honey turkey breast. Pro pro tip: if you if you happen for whatever reason to find yourself alone during Thanksgiving. And you live on the East Coast, a Wawa gobbler will fulfill your oh, entire. Oh my will fulfill your entire Thanksgiving dinner. In a I had one. I had one when I was leaving Miami. Um, I like the cold <laughs> we, gobblers. I like the cold gobblers. You like actually. the cold one? Yeah, because the gravy's a little messing on the hot one. It's good, right. but the cold ones are a little less messy. Oh, so you can order a gobbler cold and hot. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Or they have to make it and then leave it somewhere where you buy it cold later. No, 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 no. They make it no. cold. They don't they make it cold. They, make it oh, so they just heat it up before they give it to you. Yeah. Is that what a hot gobbler is? A hot yeah. gobbler is is a mess. I had my first one. I think you got it for me. Yes, yes. I, yes. I'm not into any kind of gas station food. I'm just really not. Well, you know? okay, that's a miss, Abe, because Wawa was not a gas station until a few years ago. It started that, that is out true. Like, Wawa started as like a convenience store. And then Wawa started as the convenience store and added the gas later on. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, let me let's face it. All gas stations that serve food is convenience store. That's what it is. It's a convenience store station. But I mean, let me let me get. I mean, let me. I mean, Wawa is not no Bucky's, but they got a pretty nice setup in there to get some good stuff to eat and whatnot. Yeah. It's oh, they do. Yeah. And I, Alex bought me that gobbler. I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, Even I you were only able to eat half. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I won't go for the pizza at Wawa. I admit that. Nah, that that's like, a, you know, I'm not doing that one. Yeah, it's like the same pizza they have at like Target. You know, you don't really stay yeah. away from that stuff. You stay away from that stuff. So unless, unless you're Alan Rubin, the best pizza in the world. Oh yeah, it's somewhere uh, in Atlanta, uh, North America. Boy, that, boy, North America. He just, just gave Terrence Riley a run for a bad food picture. <laughs> I mean, look. Yeah. I mean. Allen's never come off of, hey, I'm the galloping gourmet critic of North America. I mean, I've seen most of his pit stops, so God bless him. It was just, you had to know making that post was going to open the door for some anal. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, literally. I sounded like Matt Booth there for a second. (laughs) Matt Booth possessed me in that moment. Did you hear that? It was a little Matt Booth. It was a little Matt Boothy. So so what is the go-to side? What's the side you're getting seconds of? Hey, so see when my family became multicultural, it got a little th- things change, right? So we went from ethnic sides that I had to now like southern sides, and so I'm a big, especially if it's a good recipe, it's got to have Italian sausage in it. But I'm a big um, stuffing person. I like if a good if it's a meat stuffing, like you said, but it's not. Yes, a meat stuffing. Yes, but see, my wife's family makes cornbread stuffing, which I don't care for at all. So, and my so my wife literally, when she's made Thanksgiving, would make a small pot of stuffing that I was the only person. None of my kids dig it. I'm the only person that ate it. But macaroni and cheese is always up there next to the stuffing. I mean, it, th- those two are are are. I, I just get the staple. I take stuffing over mashed potatoes and gravy. You know, we never had macaroni and cheese. We never did either until we till we moved. Well, we to had North macaroni. Carolina. We had macaroni. Right, and right, 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 right. We never had macaroni and cheese. Exactly. I never right. had macaroni and cheese till I got married, and my wife introduced me to macaroni and cheese at Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, right. I mean, she makes a mean mac and cheese. What about you, Coop? What you go to? Oh, when it's made right, the green bean casserole. When it's made okay. right, well, it, it, like, it can be screwed up. Like, it can go off the rails easy, though. A green bean casserole. You like soft green beans, or you like them a little al dente with a crunch? Do you like the soggy? I cannot soggy green beans. Yeah, I don't with want the, the soggy. A little al dente with the crunch because they'll hold longer too. You can eat yes. them left over the next day. Yeah. Right, yes. right, right, right. But you get, but you can compensate if you have those crunchies on top. It kind of compensates. The crunch, yeah, the crunchies are key. I just don't like the texture of soft green beans when they're overcooked and they're soggy. I like a little. No, they just yeah, and they, they're they're terrible reheated. That's that's the thing. So you got to have like a, like the al dente crunch. And, and by the way, I'm I'm on point with you with the stuffing. I'm not a cornbread stuffing guy. I'm a meat stuffing guy by all means. So yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, yeah. I didn't like it at all. That, that's yeah. what it is for me too. It's a meat stuffing. If if the meat stuffing isn't there, isn't available, whatever reason, uh, uh, I'm a stickler for a good candied yeah. yam. I mean, so that it's to the you point know, where it's I, like this. Well, you're not a sweet guy, so I already know this stuff. But I mean, I want it like it's like I never syrup. got a candy yam until I came down. You know, until I got married. Now we have it. Like that's a big thing, you know. But it's, I, I'll definitely have some. But it doesn't win over the other two as far as going yeah. back for yeah. second. Yeah. It, it's probably third on my list too. Well, you're 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 more of a hearty guy. You're not you're not a big sweet guy to begin with. So I'm not. Yep. 
I'm not unless you put me on the dojo on the candy bracket. And then, then, then you're right. Then you're in there. Uh, all right, least favorite. All right, I need to know what what is this thing going on with you and Tommy Callahan? All right, I'm gonna. It's just a. So I'm gonna pull it up. So what is a buttered sausage roll? Is that like some I'm, Philly thing, or is that slang for some sexual? It's, 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 it's not. One Matt Booth is really in me tonight. Yeah, yeah. it's like. Yeah. I'm gonna pull it up for you. It's a swanky you are. Alex eats butter sausage rolls. Buttered sausage. It's it's all right. It's just a, it's a running joke, but I'm gonna pull it up. I'm gonna share my screen. Okay. Share screen audio. Get this in here. What the hell is that? It's Gary Busey. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Let's talk about the table ace award. Let's talk about buttered sausage. Talk about buttered sausage, where it comes from, what it does. Why is it doing what it's doing? Get it out of my face. What about buttered, buttered sausage? That's not your jam. It's not your thing. You don't like it? It's not my jam. I don't buy jam. I buy honey, and I kiss it on the lips. Like, is that a shtick, or is he really off the rails? I mean, that's it. That's, that's what – Boy, but here's the funny part. That's actually – not Gary Busey. That is a AI no. generated Gary Busey and Gary wow. Busey's voice. Okay, because it definitely could have been. Okay, so hundred percent, it, it could have been. Wait, did it generate Gary Busey's voice, or is that a real Gary? Yes, Busey? no, oh. it generated Gary Busey's voice as well. There's actually a, you can see the clip of a guy next to it who's doing it. So, that's so all you reference this with Seth, like he knew what it was. Yeah, it was just random. It was just random. I was, you know, I was watching it and. Seth is the, the kind of Seth for everything that Seth is, he's a great guy to just be random with, you know. So, because Seth is as random as they come, so sometimes you just got to shoot something random back at Seth to throw him off a little bit. So, that's 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 how it started. All right, so buttered sausage, buttered sausage, that's a good one. So, least favorite. All right, I'm going to get in trouble with Abe on this one, but I do not like sweet potatoes and yams. I just I have no use for them. It's not my cup of tea. Alex said I'm a savory guy. That's I mean, my cup it's, of tea. Yeah, it's not my cup of tea. Yeah. I mean, give me a regular good old Idaho potato is what I'm saying. All right. Give me All the right. Idaho potato, yeah. I'm trying See, to we, think. I'm trying well, to think. While you think. Yeah. We already mentioned it, but for me, it's it's like you said, it's a bread. If it's a regular bread stuffing, it, it doesn't make it to my plate. Yeah, I mean, I, I can I can tolerate the bread stuffing. It's just the, the yams, uh, especially when they candy yams. No, no, no. I'm in for the candy yams, like dessert. Oh no! I tell you, I tell you what. I, I mean, honestly, I don't really, really think of anything that I really don't like. But like you know, I, once again, since I got married, we have greens on Thanksgiving. I'm not a greens guy. Collard greens, or um, it's not my cup of tea. Alec, yeah. Yeah, for me, like I'll eat that. I'll eat that with like that. That's more like a barbecue side to me. It just doesn't float my boat in, in, with any meal. Now I tell you what. Here's the thing, and I was just about to mention it, and Luke brought it up. Right? Cranberry sauce, yay or nay? Um, if it's a good one, 
Yeah. Not that, not that gelatinous thing. Yeah. The, if it, if, not that if your cranberry you sauce has ridges around the edge, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Molded ridges around it. No. No, so no. You don't slice it. You. It's a sauce is what it means. My wife yeah. makes a homemade cranberry sauce from cranberry Yeah, a real sauce. deal cranberry sauce. Yeah. Let me tell yeah. you something. It really is amazing to the point where, God rest his soul, you know, Sal Fontana's family, for many, many years before a couple of them moved down here, he, none of his sons or daughters lived here. So he had Thanksgiving at my house for many, many years and holidays at my house. He would ask Brandy. Brandy would have to make a jar or two of her cranberry sauce oh, to take wow. home every Thanksgiving. In fact, when he was in hospice, we bought him some cranberry sauce. Um, he just loved my wife's cranberry sauce. So oh. she makes epic cranberry sauce, and I will put it on the turkey. I will put it on the stuffing. That's will... when you know it's good, when you can yes. put it on anything. I put it on yes. everything. Yeah, yep, exactly. So, all right, we've covered our least favorite. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. What time did you? What time is Thanksgiving normally for you guys? What time you guys start eating? Pre or, or post, or historically, what? Pre or post marriage? All right, pre marriage. Pre marriage. So we as a on, kid, as a kid, we were open Thanksgiving Day in the grocery business. Okay, we would close it too, um, and that means that we, you know, my dad or when I was old enough to work. All of me and my dad, my, sometimes my brother, we'd be home by about 2.45, 3. We'd usually be eating by 3.15, 3.20. So, you know, everything would kind of be done. We got home for dinner. We got home after work. We'd be having dinner, like, usually before 3.30, 4 o'clock. Easy. Um, now, after marriage, you know, we got kids going around stuff, but people are helping. Yeah, you know, honestly, it's kind of roughly the same time. We probably hit it between 4, 4, 5 o'clock, 3, 4, 5. Between 3 and 5, you know, depending on how many people are here, help, here helping. What about you, Cooper? Four o'clock sharp. Mm -hmm. It has been at my daughter's. That's how it was when we did it at our house. And that's how we did it. And we lived up north in New York. So four, it's always been four o'clock. Typically, well, the end of that Detroit game is when it when it is. There are a lot of people who do it like around two. You know, yeah, yeah. So so growing up, that's what we were, like two, wow. three o'clock. That's early. That's, that's breakfast. We, we do, we do Christmas. We do Christmas at two because it's it's multiple it's multiple iterations Houses. of food throughout the day. Right, right, right. But th that's that's what you know. One of the things that was always yeah. nice growing up for Thanksgiving for me, you because usually right around. Wait, yeah, it's coming eventually. Not my house. But uh, right around about seven o'clock, somewhere before the the late the late football game, my uncle would start cooking bacon, and it was it was turkey clubs. It was turkey oh. clubs heading out before, you know, already leftovers were coming out, turkey clubs oh. for the late football game. That's nap, really two good. to four, eat nap. Yeah, that's what it was. So you eat early, you take a nap, and then boom, we started with the turkey clubs for football. I wonder what uh, I wonder what Evan's Thanksgiving looks like. I oh, wonder if Evan's epic. a turkey guy. I think Evan's a, Evan's definitely a ham guy if it's there. You turkey, know, we, I don't know. We so the other thing, what's been a later tradition, is my daughter makes beef Wellington in addition to the turkey. And, and that, nice. she does it really good. Beef Wellington. That's, that sometimes will be a Christmas. We yeah, always do it at Christmas, but it's now coming to Thanksgiving as well. I just saw these this company on Shark Tank that ships beef Wellingtons to your house. It looked actually pretty amazing. Really? Really? Yeah, because, I, because according to Mr. Wonderful, according to Mr. Wonderful, uh, and he confirmed it. Beef Wellingtons, if you're going to make it homemade, is a very all-day lengthy process. Oh, my, my, I I can tell you my daughter, yeah. it's a it's a project for making her, yeah. a beef Wellington. Is a so this company, and I think they got a I think they got a, a deal, but yeah, they they have this gourmet beef Wellington. They just ship to your house frozen. Yeah. 
came out pretty good, looked pretty good. Really interesting. It was this season, episode 15. There's only four or five seasons yeah. in, so if you want to look it up, you should be able to find it. Not too hard. You're still watching Shark Tank, huh? You know what? I don't even, you know, I have no TV anymore. Like, we got rid of direct TV. The regular, right, 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 yeah. right. But it, it's either on uh, Hulu or one of the subscriptions. So, yeah, I've been watching this. Yeah, bro, how can you not watch Shark Tank? I mean, I learned something new. I've found shit. I've done stuff I've incorporated in my business from Shark Tank. It's, in fact, like my oldest daughter, Petra, loves watching Shark Tank. She could tell when they ask, you know, like, like since she was a kid, like I, I, I asked her, like, oh, I'd like, you know, 150000 for 5% of my business. I said, what's the business evaluated at Petra? And, like, you know, now she's on it. She goes, do the math. Right. Yeah, she's right. good. She's good. So, yeah, she's really well, into it. Honestly, the, the best, the best, um, smoke thing that we've ever had of all the companies was that company you found on shark tank the, shark tank, the smoke swipes went out of business went out of business they were better than any other product out there for for getting the smoke away and those wipe, got, wipe, wipe yourself down it, it didn't smell like anything it took this smell away mm-hmm. in fact i um i was watching season so i guess they missed the whole year that's probably a covid year probably. so it literally goes from season 13 to 15 so they didn't like go from 13 to 14 they just skipped season 14 when you when you go look at it so i was watching some of 13 and it's really funny because then i got obsessed for the guys who didn't get deals for the guys who got deals and i thought it was sketchy to see how they if they actually panned out yeah know. what they were two years later three years later they're doing good well um i mean i think the the probably the biggest story ever that didn't get a deal was was ring the guy from ring was on shark tank and didn't yes get he deal. was Right. Imagine that. But you know, sometimes they don't get deals because they really don't want a deal. They don't want their offer. And they get pissed when someone comes on the show like that because they know. Because you get any exposure either way. Right. Their 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 revenue is amazing. They don't seem to have any issues. They're blowing shit up and then they put an evaluation that no shark is gonna buy into. Right. You know that's that, that's where, and that's where a lot of them screw themselves on Shark Tank because yes, they do it all the time. They ask for too much money, and the sharks will sometimes like the company, but at the eva- at the retarded evaluation they make, they'd have to own like sixty percent of it based on the numbers. So they lose a deal just because they asked for too much money, you know, and, and tied it that way. So I've seen a lot of deals go bad, but there are people that will just go there. Um, yeah, the dude from Ring is back on the show as a shark. As a shark, right. you're right. There are people who definitely go there just for the exposure, and then and like Cubans called a few people out like that. You're not here for a deal. You right. taking you're taking up space from someone who could really need it. Right, right. Yeah, they get right, pissed. Right, right, right. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess that's part of what you got to weed out. You know, of course, people are going to be there and try and get just get the publicity. Who cares if sure. they make a deal? They got you know half the battle right there. Sure. You know, there's plenty of guys, you know, like you and who will say, you know, what is this? Let me really actually look into it. Dude, we we I ordered a sing tricks from Shark Tank. They had this company and I I, I it flopped completely, but it looked so cool. It took anybody, it was called a sync tricks, and it really relatively were not super duper expensive, but it took no matter how you sang, it made you sound good. Okay. And and we and for a while, way back in the, in the day, we had like karaoke night in the shop. Yeah. Oh, is that was that from Shark Tank? I remember that. that. Shark Tank. Yeah, yeah. Shark Tank company. All right, I have a question for you, Abe Coop. I don't know how much you are into Shark Tank, but I know Abe's. Huge yeah, I'm not, I haven't watched it much, to be honest with you. 
let's say you had uh, something, right? Whatever. I don't know what it is, but you had a business, you had a thing, and you were going on Shark Tank. Who would you want if depends you had to pick? It, it does. It depends on the product. Yeah, it's right? only the, and look, that's one of the things where, like, when I see them negotiate, like, I'm like, dude, that's because women, women, more than men, will always make the wrong choice because they feel safer with a, a Grenier or a Barbara because they're women when the, whatever they're selling, like, that's the dude you want. This is the dude you need. This is like the perfect guy. And they'll do that more than men. But yeah, I mean, look, I'll tell you who I wouldn't want as a partner for anything. And, and like, like ever is Barbara. Barbara just seems too, I don't know, sometimes aloof and full of them. Well, let me tell you why I wouldn't be a good, you wouldn't be a good partner. Yeah. I mean, I just, so yeah, she's really the only one I could say that I would just like I would really avoid at all costs. And not that she couldn't probably do well. She's had successful, you know, right. things. Just, I don't think our personalities would jive. But I think I think everybody else, I, it would be completely game. You know, just to kind of would depend what the product is. Because yeah, you're you know, right. You're right. You know, like, if, if you got a home product, remember you want Lori Grenier, man. You want right, the right, right. You yeah. want that QVC or whatever. Yeah, right, right. If it's if it's techie, you probably want to go in Cuban's Cuban. realm. Cuban right. or the uh, Mark, uh, the Hedjevic, uh, whatever his name is, uh, the European guy, Hedjevic. Uh, yeah. if, you know, if, if it's some type of clothing, you probably yeah, want to go Damon. Damon, exactly. Right, yeah, right. So it really depends on what it is. And I, I'll be honest with you, I'd have no problem with Mr. Wonderful. I love Mr. Wonderful. He reminds me of me. He'll just tell people the way it is, whether they want to hear it or not. You don't have a business, you have a hobby. Right. Uh, he's great. <laughs> That's right. what I'm told a lot. I'll tell you, man, there is a, a a greater percentage of people probably in our industry who do it for a hobby more than any other industry. Oh, I know people started stores, Abe, because they wanted places to smoke. As a hobby, I'm telling As you. As a hobby, I'm telling you. I've seen it. There's a lot of there's a lot of people who done it on purpose, and there's yeah. a lot of people running it as a hobby but don't know it don't so, realize they're running, yeah, they're, it as a hobby. They're not intentionally right. running it as a hobby right. but my yeah, local shop started out because the guy needed a place to smoke and he did turn it into a business so i'll say that but at first that wasn't the way it was but but but, but you know sean i'm going to tell you what the royalty isn't always a bad thing so especially with the high 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 margin items where it could be afforded and i can tell you something if i got a guy who wants a royalty deal i know he's going to help me move shit because that's how he's making money so, and they're not giving up most of the time when they do a royalty, they're giving up a much smaller percentage of equity. So I know they always make him seem like he's poisonous, but in the right situation, the right kind of product, a royalty deal is great for a small company. Yep. If you're cash flow hungry, it's awful. You know, you, you don't want to be giving away royalties when you need cash and growing, but a royalty deal could be great. I always like when Mr. Wonderful bashes another shark's offer. That's always fun. Oh, he stirs the pot. Yeah, if he sees yeah. two bidding us, uh, I'm gonna go. He'll, he'll go five percent less just to keep it interesting. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. He's awesome. He's awesome. No, it's a great show. It's one of my favorite shows of all it is time. A great show. Fifteen seasons. Fifteen seasons. Good shit. Yeah, man. I mean, that's a that's a that's a long time. Fifteen seasons yeah. for anything nowadays. Oh, absolutely. You know, you one don't. You don't... Cool, sorry. One of the cool things in the first three episodes, they they put the fifteen largest grossing items of Shark Tank. You know, since day one, who's made the most money? I forgot a lot of them, but but yeah, I mean, a lot of them are the obvious ones. Squatty Potty, that stupid sponge. Oh, that circle face. Oh, my gosh. 
I think it's like in the top five. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Wait, there's a uh, there's a business question for you. What do you think, Abe DeBabna? To be successful in the gar- cigar business, you gotta love it, or just have to have a good business mind, or I, is it a balance? I, honestly, it depends what level of success you're talking about. But if you want my honest opinion, if you want to be successful at anything, you kind of gotta love it. You know, I mean, perfect example. So I was in the grocery business. Was I successful at it? Yeah, I was very successful with one location. When I had the position to go to a second location, I bailed and went to the cigar business because I didn't love the grocery business. So I don't think you achieve any real level. I don't think you stay with something that long to achieve any kind of great success if you're not in love with it. Who? Not loving what you do every day is like being married to a woman you don't love. Yeah. I mean, it's like literally the perfect analogy. Who's going to wake up every day next to somebody they don't love? So I think it goes hand in hand. Yeah. I I I think the key is too that you, you gotta, you gotta remember that you love it, even in the, the, the seasons that you feel like you hate it, (laughs) you know? And, And that's, you know, we see this so much with the guys who come into media and the cigar industry. They love cigars. Right, but when they and they all want to do reviews and they all want to do and then they realize it's work and they don't love that work part of the media and it it falls apart real fast. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's Abe. You weren't on the show, but we we talked about it last week with with Steve. You know the number of uh, actual reviews that have has drastically way declined down. this year. Yeah, and way down. Coop said was it's because it's a lot of work. You know, it's easy to yeah. do a, other stuff, do a show that to actually sit down and do a review, write it, smoke multiple cigars of the same thing for the purpose of review is, is a lot more work. A lot than, more work. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. So here's an interesting thing. Cause I, you know, I, I, I don't know if you watched the dojo's 400 episode last night. Um, but especially in Coop, not just in Coop's field, in, in a lot of things, even in the cigar business or whatever. Um, I will often see people with potential, right? Early on, I, I'll just say, oh, you got something good here, right? So, you know, I kind of, I, I kind of, I, I, I mentioned this last night and Eric can correct me, but I, I think I'm the first person in the cigar industry to reach out to them. Because like I found them when they're like three months old. And being a graphic guy, I, 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 I look at their site, everybody had like, Really shitty sites back then. I mean, they were just basic slap. Oh yeah, we were terrible. We were terrible. Everybody was. Everybody was yeah. back then. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. Everybody. The best yeah. sites looked like crap, right? Yeah. It, it's like going back and watching a sci-fi movie made in 1970. Yeah. Like, yeah, Listen, right? even even if you go back and look at our site ten years ago, right? Like, oh gosh. Yeah. 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 So their site was so polished, and that's what caught my attention. I found it on X, and I reached out. Yeah, to you've them. said that before. Yeah. Right. I thought I thought they had been around like for four or five years. Like it was like three or four months. So, you know, I mentioned it last night, and I remember telling him this and whatever. And I, I, I could tell you multiple, and, I, and the reason why I bring this up is here we are, four hundred episodes later. I don't know how many years, and these guys endured because I've yeah. seen that a lot. Where you see somebody with potential early on, vigor, drive. And I'm, oh, this, this is, these guys are great. They're going to go places, and fucking two years later, they're burnt out. They're done. They're gone. It's like what happened. The drive just yeah. died. The work just died. died. They couldn't endure any other pressure in life that got put on them which drew them completely off the track and a spiral never came out of it but the dojo guys are one of those guys who literally like nobody knew who they were in the industry and i mean they built the whole yeah pillar of a culture in our community 
I met them at a Great Smoke. So they had drove from Colorado to that Great Smoke. And Eric and I, we met out yeah, we were at the Room 101 dinner, and we met outside, and we had we became friends. Like, we've been very good friends since then. So it was at, it was at your event, and no one knew who they were back then. I mean, I, I, I was maybe known a little, but, but they were completely like, who are these guys, you know? Like, that's what everyone was saying that year. It, it's really funny. They had a montage. They I heard played, he was doing that, yeah. Clips from the very first dojo. In fact, before the first dojo show, he did a video asking his – people to help him find a good name for the show name for the show yeah so i really think and you know there was a year in the corner so it's telling you what years are coming closer to the future i think he wasn't sober probably for the first four to five years of smoke <laughs> night live i really don't every episode he's like like later he's watching this but eric but i don't i really do not believe you were probably sober for a show for at least the first four years after that. It was funny watching. It was a good show. I had a lot of people on, different people. Very cool. Does, does Jack live in Colorado? His parents, I think, do. Okay. Like I think he I think he's probably he was doing the show last night and then yeah. he probably went back out there for Thanksgiving. So uh, yeah. Uh, I like Jack a lot. He's a very I, you know, he's kind of goofy. If, again, a guy who I thought was totally goofy at first on uh, Dojo. Oh, no. He's still goofy. He's still goofy. But let oh, me yeah. tell you, uh, I've, I've worked with him in all three of the cigar companies, in, like interacting with him. I mean, he's really, he gets things done was really, really good to interact with, particularly Drew Estate now at Davidoff. He's been excellent to deal with. Yeah. No, Jack was cool. It's good to see everybody. I think it's funny is the worst thing when you do a montage like that, the the worst thing when you do a montage like that is you see how much you age. Sure. Oh, gosh, man. <laughs> Full color hair, and then all of a sudden everybody's grayed out. Even Jordan's like, holy cow. So that's tough to watch. Yeah. yeah, man. Oh, I definitely agree. Good for those guys. 400. Yeah, congrats, no, to, congrats to those guys. Uh, they work hard, and uh, they deserve it. How many years? How many years has that show been running now? How well, they just had the 10th anniversary last year, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. They had the cigar. Or was it so. this year, last year? Um, well, sorry. Uh, I was looking for this one. I think that's true for many, many businesses, Alan. Period. Yeah. I've met, yeah. I met, yeah. I met, I met talented like designers or artists yeah. who don't know how to monetize their business. I met people who cook great, don't know how to monetize their business. Well, that's not just this industry or social media, man. I think that's any industry you will. Yeah, find people who are victims of being talented, but don't know how to make a business out of their talent. Yep, yep. Um, I could, you know, a lot of, but this goes back to what we said a lot of some of these media they get in for the hobby aspect of it, not necessarily a business piece of right. it. Um, I can I can name half a dozen people off the top of my head that were around when I first started interacting with social media, maybe more a dozen who are gone. Yeah, oh, if they're still around, you wouldn't know it. Let's put it that I, way. I I I mean I keep t I kept hearing these people are gonna be the next big thing. I said let's see if they're around in, in a year, and they're not around in a year. I said that's why right. I usually want to see how long they're gonna be around for. If you can kind of get through a couple years, then you're probably gonna be around. I'll tell you what did shock sure. me though. I'll tell you what did shock me when Half Wheel was announced, the whole concert because Half Wheel was like a merger of two. Or it was three. a merger of two sites, yeah. Right. I'm like Half Wheel. What the fuck is this? Oh, this is terrible. You know, and whatever, who knew that, like, they'd be the predominant industry, you know, 
one of the predominant industry news outlets today. I, I, I didn't see that coming. I really didn't. They, but, they, cause, and they were very, like, if you look at those old websites, they were very crude. They didn't really run those old ones as a business. But when they went to Half Wheel, that all changed. Charlie, like, was still in college. And when he graduated, that became his full-time job. Yeah. And he put a lot in, he put a lot into that. And you got to give those guys credit. No, he definitely worked it. Yeah. And yeah. So I, so I was one of the, I, I hopped on the media people really early, like in the beginning. Like I got, I got August to a lot of guys when they started out, you know, yep. I liked, I liked the whole concept because you were dealing really directly with the consumer base. I felt the aficionado was just too one channeled and not really, not really the best for people really getting into this culture and learning about this culture, you know? So I embraced it. So my deal with, with any advertiser, because I didn't want to deal with this like all year long and multiple times of the year was our deals would always, our, our annual like spend or your contract or you call it would always end on April 30th, the 31st, what it is. And our contracts would always renew May 1st. So if we talked in October, I'd pay you a pro rate for the first year. So whatever the six months are. And then the one time a year, I would just renew with everybody. Pay everybody. Right, right, right. One time a year. So I honestly think at one point I was advertising with 12 to 16 different people back then. And I don't think two or three of them or four of them are even still around. I believe it. Yeah. I, I believe it. Yeah. Yeah, there there might be some that are still around, but they really never grew other than uh, their like baby legs of walking up. And I mean, they still we, we, we took two guys in two different guys in on Coop who ha- we used to be with other websites or had their own website because they didn't want to deal with that piece anymore. They just wanted to focus on content. So I brought two people in for that. Um, uh, ben and Dave's out of Australia. You don't know Dave, but Ben and Dave came in for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. I used to have one. You said what? I had a media site. I didn't. I don't know if Coop knew this or not. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, so I'm a little puzzled. Um, well, do I, I want to see if Coop either knows or can guess. I don't know. I don't know. I'm being Are honest. You sure you know? I'm sure. I mean, so I, I it, it was not too shabby at the time, um, but I bought the toasted foot. Oh right, that's right. You you did, and that's when Willie came in. I I, I bought the toasted foot. Um, from those guys. It was a really good site. It had good traffic. It had good reviews yeah. up. They were very busy. We took it over. We never acted like we took it over. I just wanted somewhere to, you know, inform people. I mean, right. PMA. So Willie was writing for us. And the other guy, I can't remember his John name. John David. Was. John David. John David, who then moved to Texas. And then Willie got busy. And I think we ended up giving it or basically what we spent expenses on or whatever to John David. And I, don't, and I think John David just gave up on it. He, yeah. He, again, he got married. He had a kid and that yeah. was it. Uh, yeah. I, I like those two guys a lot. I mean, there was a, again, Toasted yeah. Foot was a great site. Uh, yeah, we acquired it. Toasted but, Foot. But this is what we, happens. People get busy. It doesn't become a priority. And that's how these things, a lot of these guys, that's what had something ended up going. Well, next time you see John, Alan, tell him we said hello. Yeah. Good guy. I like both those guys a lot. Um, I didn't. I didn't know you were behind toasted. I didn't know you were behind it. I knew those guys. I, that, that's interesting. I didn't know that po- little part of it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I, we never made it public, so I, I didn't know. Right. Who right. Didn't know. 
Right, right. Um, I figured they were a sponsor or something. That's what I figured. But yeah, I didn't realize. I I don't think many of them sold, Marshall. I don't. I, I can't tell you any of them that really, really sold. Um, and I, like when I say we acquired Toasted Foot, I mean like a couple dinner yeah. money. I mean, it was like yeah. nobody sold. If anybody sold anything, they just sold it for their SEO and and what it didn't yeah. reach. I, I, no one made no one was making these places to sell them like oh we're gonna make a profit or big money on this yeah the the, the one guy I know who sold I don't know how much he got for it but he had to sell because he went to, took a job at the cigar company it was Barry Stein sold a cigar smoker and he sold it to a retailer I uh, wasn't a oh yeah he sold it to Kevin Page he sold it to Kevin Page a butt yeah that's how he got it and then because Barry was going to work for Miami Cigar so I used to advertise on a cigar smoker yeah yeah I, I, mean, I know yeah but, but it's not around anymore. But it is, Kevin, it, because Kevin has a different end of the business, and the, and the amount he has to put into maintaining that website, yep. you know, and he couldn't find someone to run it. Yeah, yeah, that's what happens. A cigar smoker. Interesting. Oh, never. I course. never heard of that one. What? You get your text. You get your text. Did I get my text? No, I want to look at. Yeah, yeah. yeah what do you want? Nothing I can do right now, Junior. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Call him during the break. I'll see. Alex, I see you're smoking something um, that I've been smoking. Yes, yes, I meant to mention that. Yes, usually, we meant, usually Abe mentioned, but he's not here. But I, I am. I uh, got my hands on a Perdomo thirtieth. So I, I got my hands I on those too because I can't smoke where I'm at. I, I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's you why. Bring it up. So. Listen, I, I got a, I, I, when I was down in Miami, I, I saw Nicholas uh, Jr. in there, and he gave me some. And I've already bought a box, a full box of one of the of blends, right, the Maduro. That's that's how much I love that cigar. I haven't all had three the Maduro great. yet. I've had, all, I've had I, the, they're all good. Yeah, that's Connecticut you're smoking. Uh, they're all really good. I mean, they did a great job with that. I, mean, <laughs> I bought a 30-count box of those cigars. That's a big box. Yeah, it is. It's a big box. I, I found it curious that they went with a 30-count, 30, 30 but it is. Um, 30, it is, yeah. Yeah, but it's, it is it is good, and it's, you know, one, one thing about Perdomo, and I don't know if this gets mentioned enough, but they're probably one of the most, for, for a company that, that makes a lot of brand, makes a lot of cigars, they are consistent. They are consistently the same every time, you know, got to give those credit for guys with a with fairly big portfolio that make a lot of cigars. Sell a lot of cigars. You can make a lot of cigars. Not as important as selling Sell a lot of cigars. So I've been smoking the 20th anniversary for now over 10 years. It's like 11 years. And they taste exactly the same as they did when they came out in 2012. I mean, they right. taste that. There's nothing I have ever had to worry about those cigars tasting different. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing yeah. the consistency that they've been able to maintain. Um, and, uh, you know, that's a well-priced, I mean, it's for 12 to $14, it's actually a little higher price for Perdomo, but it's right. still a very well-priced cigar. Like, I mean, okay. it's right in the average range of what a cigar right. costs, right. which is, right. a, a, like you said, a higher price for yeah. Perdomo, who, who's, you know, and even at, at those prices are able to maintain the consistency year over year. And I know this was a big release for them, man, and we got a lot of emails about it. People are looking forward to it, so... Yeah, man, Perdomo 30th, it's out about, it's in the wild, it's on the yeah. site, it's here in the store, and uh, we're Get enjoying it. them. Get it. It's a, it's well worth it, yeah. All three blends are great. They're all, they're all got a different kind of nuances to it, um, and and I thought that Connecticut was was really good, too. Yeah, man, you know, one one thing about their Connecticut's, you know, throughout the line, there's there's never any any touch of bitterness to their Connecticut's. No, no. 
You know, no. they they uh, those guys do a good job. Yeah, the the, the songwriting's got a little spice to it, but it's good. It's really good, is what I'll say. It's got, but it's got a little kick with spice with it. But it was good, and the Maduro's got that that classic Maduro sweetness to it, which I really right. like. Right, I gotta try the other ones. I've been on the Connecticut lately. I'm yeah, Connecticut yeah, it's but, worth uh, it. You, yeah, yeah. Credit to Perdomo, man. That's a big nice big job. Nice job. Place. Nice job, buddy. Did yeah, the packaging came out great. Looks great. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think yeah. it was one of the biggest releases of the year, in in my opinion. It got so much traffic at the trade show from from when we covered it too. Well, I can't tell you how many emails we got. That's what I said. We got a ton of emails. We got a yeah. And you know what's really mind-boggling too? A company who has no relationship with aficionado. None. Yes, zero, none, zero, none. <laughs> Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust and Perdomo. And Nick Perdomo, Perdomo Cigars is is basically a masterclass in why you don't need cigar aficionado to be successful. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. because it's not. Big blown up success. Yeah. The success is real rooted success from yeah. the consumer base ground out. They didn't need a number one cigar. They don't need 94 ratings. You know, and look, I'm not downing Cigar Aficionado. I mean, let's face it, Cigar Shadow basically created the cigar boom, uh, you know, the late 90s yeah. or you know, 2000. But, um, you know, like anything else, it's money driven, it's income driven, it's ad driven. And, uh, you know, those two companies have had kind of unbelievable growth and success with zero interaction or support with that magazine. You know, they both built up very big communities. I mean, obviously, Perdomo, the Perdomo Army has been around a lot longer, but you see the soccer community, how it's growing. Like, you see it. And they're they're fiercely loyal to Steve. So sure when I go is. drop an 89 on Steve, I get blasted, okay? <laughs> you know, it's just that's – the Perdomo one's been around a lot longer, so it's bigger. But this, I'm telling you, the Steve one is very much growing, and it's, it's, it's very – and I think that's a big part of what they do. They're militant. That's they're what they militant. are. They're militant. they're militant, and they're fiercely loyal, yeah. Yes, yes, which is credit to Steve, man. You know, that's, yeah. that's his You deal. know, I wonder if Perdomo, if Perdomo had ever done, like, something like Lazona Palooza. I think they get a thousand people at that way. I'm telling you, they have very, have a huge, huge consumer following. Huge consumer following for a long time. You know, yeah. it's not like uh, you know you're talking thirty years, right? Thirtieth yeah. anniversary. Yeah, yeah, so. yep. Credit to them, man. Absolutely, you know. absolutely. A good, a good, like I said, very good job they did on that whole project this year. They 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 waited. They did it right, and, and it's and it's it's going to be on fire in the next few months. I can tell you that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'll save it. I I'll save it for after the break, Gabe. We gotta okay. talk some basketball. We gotta talk some basketball with Abe, you know. You've oh, had yeah. two game- You've had two games actually since Yeah. I, we, no. Yeah. No, 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 but since since Saturday when we saw you courtside and then you had a game on Thursday. We'll get yeah. into it. We'll get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best season ever. What a what a what a flip of a year, man. What wow. a flip of the year. Best best season ever. Yeah. Big big but once again. A lot of it is to coaching. You know, we'll, we'll get on to it after the break. We got a lot of stuff in hour two. Are, do we or do we not have a tail of the tape? We have a tail of the tape. We have it. We ha- I don't. I won't have a leaderboard, but I have everybody's picks. I have it. That's up, good so enough. We'll do. Been it. a little yeah. overwhelmed. We got. That so we got. I'm, I'm dying to see what Paul's is, by the way. And I'm surprised. Well, listen. You got this it. is. This was. This isn't. This isn't ease in this season for Paul to come back to. I don't know if we've lowered ourselves to Paul or probably. Paul. Probably he's contaminated. So I, Paul's you know, contaminated. Like Paul's picks will probably be, you know, as respectable as anybody else's. 
Although I gotta tell you, this has been a hard like it's a hard one. It was a ten very hard is one. hard, man. Like I have my list. I don't know if it's gonna stay the same, but ten is so hard. So I'm gonna tell so you. Many. I'm gonna tell you. I I had the intention to make it only classic. One, but 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 then you uh, me too. I, I was like, I, I'm I gonna go like seventies. I'm gonna go like seventies, eighties, Saturday morning. But then I'm like, how do I? Do, so my my process. I... Well, my process. My process when I do this. We got yeah. My process when yeah. I do this. I just start researching all the cartoon characters and, and the ones I like. I just write in a pad, right? And it could yep. be eighteen. It could be twenty. Right. It could be whatever, right? And then I just start crossing, you know, off until I come down with ten, and then I got to work that ten into an order. Yeah, oh, when I get there, but I, you know, it, it, you know, I, I could do twenty classic ones without even. I, doing I could have too. Yeah, it's it's right. Yeah, and without I, doing any modern ones, it's very hard. I went with one minor character, and that's going to be my ten. And I tried to stay away from minor cat, but there was one minor character I couldn't stay away from. But most you know of the other ones, are... you know, who didn't make a cut at eleven. I don't even know, Alex. You may not even know this guy. I know Coop will. Only because I just I don't know why I found it hilarious and 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 just it was it was a weird thing to watch as a kid, but I remember it. Space Ghost. Um, didn't make mine either, but a, a valid, a good character. Yes. Do you Space know Ghost Space Ghost, Ghost, Alex? Maybe. Oh, it might be on your list. Ah, okay, it's a good character. Yeah. yeah. You know, Space Ghost was like an early cartoon, very short. Can like we? Can we? Story. Can we not get into Space Ghost? Please? Okay, we won't get into Space Ghost. Thank you. <laughs> because I, I was, I was really in turmoil with with, with that. He, he was close. Basically, he was like used. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll I'll hold off. Let's, we'll, let's, let's hold off. I have a lot to say on that one. Yeah. Let's hold off. Let's hold off. Yeah, I, I know where that origin came from. Yeah. Do you, do you auto run your breaks, or you gotta click them one at a time? Gotta click them one at a time, bro. You want me to? You want me to run them in case you gotta deal with whatever they got going on over there? Yeah, can you or, run them? Yeah, like just um, what, what 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 I gotta do? I gotta wait till it ends and just click on the next one. I'll run. I got it. <laughs> no, I was like, let's do this, and Abe can show Paul how. It I got is. it. I can do. I can. Do. I mean, listen, my so fuck let, up could be funny. Just run down the line and stop at TGS. They're right down the line. Oh, okay, hold on. Wait, wait. I never, start, I never. Been. You start at Juan Cancel and you stop at TGS. Just, you got. You just gotta wait till. Um, what you gotta wait you till the ones. Yeah, and then you click double click on it. No, just click it once. Just click it once. So is it in the video clips or before that? It's in the video clips. Oh, here it is. Juan Cancel. And then you stop at TGS. TGS. Unlike Paul, I put him in order. I got you. I I can handle this. You right. got this. You got this. I got, I got this. For, I will not be appalled to Grocco. He was in for. All right. Gonna, first time, Abe. We're going to give you a little yeah. break. No, no, no. No, I mean, don't no excuse. I will I'll pull us all okay. out of the string. All right. Listen, Alex is going to go troubleshoot. Hopefully, he'll be back before the end of the break because I know he's still got to squeeze a bathroom break in there somewhere. I'll but, do that while uh, I'm troubleshooting. <laughs> <laughs> in a very short break. Don't go anywhere, folks. Keep it lit. <laughs> Phenomenal. 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 My name is Rafael Nodel from Edging Room and Tabacalera USA. 
Since I was a little kid, I fell in love with a musical form called sonata. There are many famous sonatas, from fantastic composers and musicians like Beethoven, Liszt, Rasmaninov, Mozart, and I wanted to have my own sonata. So I dedicated my sonata to Nicaragua, but I didn't write my sonata with musical terms. I composed my sonata with tobacco leaves. I team up with my great friend and tobacco master, A.J. Fernandez, and together, together we created these blends. This cigar has subtle notes. It's not aggressive. It has some great flavor, some character, and amazing aroma. So I dedicated my sonata to Nicaragua, the land of volcanoes and lakes. Cheers. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. I'm Steve here with the Goat to tell you about Smokin's Cigar of the Month Club. Alex, tell our fans out there why our club is the best darn club out there. Absolutely. I'll tell you why. Because every month I personally handpick five premium cigars. No filler, no fluff, no fugazis. These are all premium handmade name brands that you can find in any brick and mortar store in your area. All delivered to your door for $34.95. And our average monthly retail value since the inception of our club has been almost $57. Another great feature about our Cigar of the Month Club, Alex, tell them about the ease of our Cigar of the Month Club. I'll tell you, I hate subscription services. It's always a pain to cancel them, turn, you know, turning them on. We've made it super simple. All you got to do is log into your account. There's a little green button there. If it's green, you're active. You want to take a break going out of town, simply hit the button and you'll deactivate your membership. Want to turn it back on? The exact same easy process. You can turn it right back on. We've made it that easy for you. Another great feature is our Double Down Club. Alex, tell them about the Double Down Club. We had so many of our members reach out to us, really enjoyed our selections every month. They wanted to know there was a way they can get two. And we've made that very simple. With a simple check mark, you can get double this great selections every month and save $10. Does our club have perks? Of course they have perks. You want to tell them about the perks? As a member of our club, every month there's a special discount code where if you like any of the selections, we will offer them to you so you want to come and get some more, you can get them at a special discounted rate for our Cigar of the Month Club members. And finally, expedited shipping. Tell them how fast we get the stuff out, Alex. We get the stuff out on the 28th of every month. Our membership bills on the 28th, and we get every member's package out on the 28th if it's a shipping day. Five great reasons on what makes Smoking Cigar of the Month Club the best club out there. Check it out. Peace. Hey, I, uh, I really...
Welcome back, KMA Talk Radio Hour Two. I'm here with the man Coop. Hey. I see Alex is troubleshooting. We're gonna let yep. that go. Absolutely. Um, you did good, Abe. You did good, Abe. There was one little. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna tell you why. Because he messed me up. Because okay. he doesn't use a Mac, so it was a double click. He's like, you just click on it. No, right, right. Click. I was right. So I was clicking on it once. And it wasn't working. It was good. For you it ain't no cold. double click. It's a double click on mine, bro. It's a single click. Single click. That's single, single click. click. All right, maybe it's a double. Oh, I see my single click. Single click. Single click. It did work. Right. We got through. We got through. You got a good job. I, I'm gonna say good job, Abe did. I'm gonna yeah, say good, good job. job. It's first time he's had to touch. First the time he did it. I mean, we have a guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, listen. I agree. I agree. Though I tell you what, man, it's it's not always easy. I'm to tell the timing of where you just gotta kind of let it and come off and go to the next one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, essentially, listen. If it wasn't for changing commercials, I can make one long video that just plays all the way through. But, right, right. Yeah, right, right. yeah. Actually, maybe really, I'll do that. What, which would really make for a nice break. Right. Yeah. Right. right. But we run the same commercials for like at least four. Well, that's what I'm saying. I could probably yeah. do it. I could do yeah. it. You know, and then just take the clip out and put it in. I'm a video yeah. guy now. That's what I do. Slash videography. Yes. Yes. Well, you've always been a Swiss Army knife, bro. It's a little right, bit. Right. It's my a bit everything. If I don't All... know it, I'll figure. My my. What keeps me paid here is if I don't know it, I'll figure it out somehow. Able to figure out Braintree. Any hope there, or is it a? It's, it's, it's worse than Braintree. It's worse than Braintree. Were you doing stuff at like six o'clock yesterday? At night? Yeah. I didn't think you were here. No, I. I uh, we'll talk about it. I feel I failed a couple. I I moved a couple not finished to to fail, but I made sure they're all PayPal. It looks like you moved a couple failed the process. It's messy. It's messy. It's messy. Basically, I told them don't. Inside baseball, but I told him, don't touch anything that looks weird. This is going to be a Monday deal. I'll probably be at the warehouse and just do stuff that is normal. It's messy. So it's not, it's not, okay, we'll talk about it after the show. No, yeah, it's messy. Warehouse crisis. Yep. Terrible. All right. With that being said, do we want to, uh, win that jam? jam? Yeah. This is Alex, you picked this week. So it'll be interesting to, See what it is. I'll, I'll it, it, you know, it's time presented by our fine folks at Owl Cigars to test our musical acumen and see if we could name that jam. yours all right so this this take of name that jam this is a jam of mine it's a little newer compared to the normal stuff that we do but i will say it's been in movies it's been in tv shows it's been in commercials so i'm i'm curious to whether you guys will get this or not with that being said here it comes I know this song. I it's don't. been in a lot of stuff, man. It's been in a lot of stuff. This is this is the it's worst it, one when I know. This is as blank as I've ever had. Movies, 
It's been it's shit. Commercial. So this is one of my, I'll tell you this. The band is one of my, like, you'd be surprised that this is, this is like my undercover. I dig this band. So yeah, it's, it's me, a little outside. One more time. All right. Give you a hint. Yeah. It was in the movie 21. Courtesy of I, I, I think it's going to be one of those things where I know the song, but I couldn't tell you who sang it or what the name of the song was. Because I know I know the song. I hear it. But I, nothing's coming to mind. So, Coop is stumped. I'm um, stumped. I'm going to admit I'm stumped on the, this <laughs> No. I am the only person. <laughs> the only person who managed to get it is Alan Rubin. Here it is. Of course. And nor would I have gotten this one. Yeah, that was that was that was, was it. That was a tough so, one. Yeah. If not for it being in so many like commercials and movies and songs, I probably wouldn't. No, have I, I heard that a music, lot of stuff. But yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't have. So good job, I guess, Alan Rubin. We will give you credit. You have successfully. I like Sean. I like Sean's guest the best. No, that's a jam. That song is a jam. <laughs> it is a little annoying. It's sound. a jam. Ah, it's a jam. It's a jam. <laughs> oh my gosh! So basketball is that what we were hitting? Yes, basketball. Oh. So, so when we talked to you last week, you were as close as we could get you to courtside at a game. Well, listen. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to so let's you start something. with last week. Look ahead. Give us the. Give us the. No, uh, I'm going to tell you something in general. My my own like fatherhood path on this thing. So. Anyone who's met, met my son, like my son's like everything I would want to be growing up. He's like lean, he's strong, he's fit. He's, I mean, just like he, I, I, you look at this kid, like, oh, this kid's going to be an amazing athlete. I'm going to go watch games. And his whole childhood athletic career has been like abysmal, depressing. Like, I mean, it's like, oh my gosh, I, I it was so heartbreaking because you don't want him to see that. So you're like keeping this internally, like, oh my God, what am I looking at? So even last year's basketball season was just like, all right. I mean, sports just might not be this kid's thing. And I'm going to tell you what, the coach last year I talked about was just awful. Didn't show up for half the game, sent his wife to some practice because he didn't make it or whatever. And I remember seeing the two other coaches and saying, man, these guys are awesome. Why couldn't he get that? And he got them this year. So the amount of progress this kid has made between game one and game three is amazing. He's still, and he's watching basketball on TV because that always helps. Yes, and he's doing it on his own. At first, I had to tell him, listen, you got to start watching a game because I can't think of everything that he doesn't know because it was natural to me. I play it. So, like, I, I kept watching him in the game running out of bounds, trying to get a ball out of bounds. But he'll just run out of bounds and grab it, like, not realizing, dude, there's a line there. you got to be on the other side of the line if you want to save a ball from going out of bounds. So, literally, last weekend, all I did was fake a ball going out of bounds and made him dive in the grass to – throw it back in for like 15 minutes, you know, and he actually did that in the game this week. So it was really good to watch. He had his first assist. He took his first shot of this year. Um, he's really been coming along, man. It's been like invigorating and these kids play. It was like a third, you know, they, they, they routed. This is the second. So the first game of the year, they lost by two points, which they really should have won. They routed the second game. They routed the third game. It was like 34, 32, 10, 12, and um, there's still two undefeated teams, which haven't played yet. So, and this is the first, so there was no scoring last year. Now they keep score. And 
this is they got postseason play. They got playoffs and shit. So it's like awesome shit, man. It's literally awesome shit. So um, it was it was really great to watch him. And it's really funny. I think he's the only person. So even though he doesn't understand the game a lot, he's like still a starter because he's just big and he yeah, he's a big athletic kid. He could play defense. Like one time, he literally came from behind the guy and grabbed him over the head. Like this, and the coach was like, "Hey, what, what, what are you doing?" You know, like he, like it was it looked like he was playing football. He's like, Ash, you can't do that, you know, whatever. But, you know, he starts him and everything. But I think he's the only kid this year who um, hasn't scored a point yet in three games. So, awesome, man. Dennis Rodman no. didn't score a lot of points, yeah, bro. Exactly. Exactly. But the parents and the coaches are in the crowd now because he'll get under. So a lot of, a lot of the reason why the teammates won't pass it to him is he'll get wide open in the basket and he'll get the ball and he'll hesitate too long. So I've been working on him to – Get it, shoot. Get it, shoot. That's why you're the best, bro. Right. Get it, shoot. So he actually got one off, and he made one beautiful assist. He got it. Everybody crowded him. He dumped it to a guy like three feet from him, and the guy shot and made it. So he's doing good. So now he's getting that groove of now he could get it off at least. So, But the coaches, the parents, they're trying to get him to score his first basket. They're like they were all working out of here. Give it to Andrew. It. So it's, it's really cool. I'm, I'm enjoying the hell out of this season, really. I mean, I, I like see my – my universe with him in sports like just opened up out of the blue after being like abysmally dark for, for many years. So very cool. Very cool. So you had a game just this Thursday too. You had a kind yeah, of a, that was a third game. Yeah. Yeah. Saturday and, and Thursday, right? Yeah. Yeah. So usually they, they, they have every team will have a game every week. So but the games are Monday through Saturday. So got it. So some teams will play on Monday, some teams will play Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday. There's no games on Friday. So, so like we've had a game on Monday, we've had a game on Thursday, we've had a game on Saturday now. But every week you got one game during the week. Right, right, right. So, um, no, it's 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 super cool. It's super cool, and I feel bad because honestly, I we're gonna miss all next week. It's like it's like become a highlight of my week now. So it's cool, and not just me, because nobody cared last year. I mean, they all went to support him. Man, you couldn't even stay awake last year. They didn't even keep score. Right. My wife into it. My daughters are into it. My two, my Petra and Zane. I mean, they're nice. totally into it. Nice. So, like, it really has become like a family thing, you know? Because yeah. you understand too, especially for my oldest daughter, because I'm trying to pepper. I told her this shit. What? We're in November. She didn't go, or maybe she did go to one. I told her this year she's got to go to somebody's high school football game because mm. my kids go to school of the arts. Man, they're violinists. Uh, yeah. They don't even have teams. And yeah, stuff man. Like she doesn't even know what high school football is. And like, you're gonna go to college and you're gonna t- see what a tailgate and you're like be clueless what's going on. You need to get into a little bit of the sports culture. So uh, I mean, keep her. Yeah, you don't know. Goes down. No, nah, bro. It's right. part of college. Yeah, she's got it. She's gonna listen. I'd rather she kind of have a clue what's going on. But no, she's into it, man. I mean, listen. I, I remember when I went to college first time. It was the first. Co- I mean, I never gone to a college football game until my freshman year. I was like, what the fuck is this? You guys are getting up like it's a school day, starting a party. Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like a school day. We're getting up at eight o'clock, start drinking. What the fuck yeah. are you guys doing? Yeah, right. it's crazy. So, um, no, no, it, it's cool to see her kind of get excited. Yeah, it's, it's become like a whole family affair. My Very son cool. Peter went to Appalachian State, and um, he was not a he of my kids. He was the least of the sports fans, but Appalachian State has a very, very good college football program, and he got really into it. Um, through his four years there. It was amazing to see that. Because, again, it's like a big cultural thing being on campus there. I'm still mind-blown that this girl is 
literally almost a year and a half away from college. A sophomore? No, two and a half years. Thank God, two and a half years. She's so a sophomore. close. Hey? It's going to come yeah. quick. It's going to come yeah, quick. Two, two and a half years away from fucking leaving, man. It's going to be devastating. She's really my ride or die. So, so interesting, interesting thing this morning. Um, my my daughter, we had this thing. I'm going back maybe when she was between five and eight years old, maybe up to ten. Like if she ever woke up at night, you know, because I used to be up late and whatever, like, or even just early, like her and I would sneak out at two in the morning or four in the morning or six in the morning to go have breakfast. Just her and I wouldn't wake up anybody. So um, my son has this thing he likes to do with me, and it, and it really devastates me. But I, I couldn't say no to him last night. But he likes to, like, have a slumber party in the living room where we sleep on the couch and watch TV till we all go to bed. The problem is I, those nights I don't end up using my CPAP machine. Right, right. I mean, I should just move it in. But I end up not – and I, I was – that's why I was up early this morning. And Petra came down, like, at 6 in the morning. I'm like, what are you doing up? Yeah. And she's like, oh, I woke up. I was thirsty and da 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 And then she came lie down to me. She goes – you want to go to breakfast? I said, are you serious? Yeah, like we used to. <laughs> we got up and we went to first watch at 7 in the morning. Nice. 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 Yeah, we used to, we used to live in I, by, by an IHOP. It was open 24 hours. The nearest place opened up at 7 in the morning. So we went at 7 in the morning. We had breakfast. And then we came home. And then my wife had a thing and took her and ran out. But yeah, man, I got nothing to complain about. Been very blessed. Been very blessed. I like first watch, but they are god-awful expensive. I'm gonna tell you what, man. They got the best coffee anywhere. Yes, they do. Coffee. First they Watch has the, excellent coffee. The yes, best coffee of any kind of diner restaurant. I agree. I I, yeah. I take the coffee over Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts. I, I agree. First Watch has excellent coffee. They got great coffee. You know, in Charlotte, it's very hard to find a 24-hour place. Uh, there, are, you know, same here. Best. You, can't, you don't have an IHOP. They're not open 24 hours by us. Really? I thought all IHOP. We have one. We have one about two. Yeah, they're not open 24 hours. The one by me. They're open late, but they're not 24 hours. It was like a culture shock to me when Dunkin' Donuts closed down here. Dunkin' Donuts closes at 10 o'clock by me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those will always. 10 o'clock. Alex, the one by us closes like it's. Close at like six. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, yeah, definitely. It's, um, the only places we have a place called, well, we have McDonald's, which is 24 hours. We have a chain called Cookout. They're open until like four in the morning. They're like a burger place, a drive-in burger place. But that's there's not a lot of twenty-four hour places by me. Yeah, man, that's a problem here too. Once it gets Taco late, Bell. you're, you're yeah. like, yeah, Taco Bell and McDonald's. Is yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, while yeah. and a lot, a lot of the twenty-four hour McDonald's, a lot of the twenty-four hour pharmacies, Walgreens, after COVID, never came went back. Right. Right, right. Some of the McDonald's they uh they do close the dining room, but and they have the driving window. They still have the drive through open. Yeah, that, that. But yeah, but that's we saw a big change with that too after COVID. You know what's funny? You ever think something's just in your universe and you realize it's a national phenomenon late, like later? That ever happened to you? Like what? So you mentioned McDonald's, right? So I I've never taken our kids to McDonald's. We just don't like that even type of food to put in their body, but. On a hot summer day, we'd always go get a soft serve. Soft serve McDonald's kind of decent, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. The one by us, the fucking machine was always broken. Like, oh, that's a you, oh yeah, that's a thing. Oh, I didn't know this. Wait, I didn't <laughs> know this. Like, you know how you go through the drive-through? You, you go by the window sometimes to loop around to get in the drive-through. Yeah. My kids would die laughing because I would stop the car by the other cars waiting to get food. I was like, 
hey, is your ice cream machine working? And they go, yeah, okay, then I would get in line. So <laughs> wait behind four cars to order a soft serve, and they say, oh, our machine is broken. And I just thought it was the, the retardedness of the McDonald's by my house until I read somewhere someone making fun of it. I'm like, holy Always. shit, this is a national phenomenon. Yes. Here's another one. You ready? And this is for any dude that's married, right? Any dude that's married. Honey, what do you want to eat? I don't know. You want to go somewhere? You? No, you pick. Like, I thought that was just me and my wife. No, no, that's right. Oh, and it wasn't until like Instagram and shit where you see all these parody videos of guys. I'm like, oh, this is a national phenomenon. No. And the best, the best video that I ever saw to solve that problem is a guy goes, honey, guess what? I got a surprise for you. I'm taking you to your favorite restaurant tonight. Whatever she named, that's where he took her. But I didn't know that was a national like phenomenon until like social media. That, that is a, a that is a genetic phenomenon. It's genetic, <laughs> it's absolutely in the DNA program. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, what is that? I learned that early on. Yeah. Like, yeah, they can't pick something to eat. Yeah. You know, when when I was growing up, my dad never knew what the fuck we were eating. Yeah. He, had, he had nothing to do with the process. Whenever we came home, we ate, and we had dinner. And then if we went out to dinner, they would just go. They had like two places that they would regularly go back in the day. Yeah. But yeah, man, like you know, you can't ask her what you want to eat. She don't want to make a food decision, or she can't make a food decision. It's like what? what? I, now, I, know, I know places my wife don't doesn't like to go to, and I'll not put that on there. But but when that happens, I just make the decision. Yeah, oh, we're going here. Yeah, you have and to. You'll never eat. You'll never eat. Yeah. Any other? Uh, I bet you could do a whole show just on this kind of shit. Shit that you oh. thought was like just you, and then you realize it's like a like a national phenomenon. That's actually a Don Jones. Got to give him credit. That's a, that's a great idea. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah, I don't care. That'd be genius. That'd be genius. Good call, Don. Hey, Sean. Sean, have you tried Sicilian oven? Where's Sicilian oven? They got a few of them. Try if you haven't been there, try Sicilian oven, man. It's become like our new favorite pizza around here. But you know, it's a coal oven, a brick oven, and it's really crispy, and the pizzas are really good. And they got they got a great, by the way, um, the pinwheel sausage and broccoli rob. It's actually really really good. So they got like it's a it started like a year or two ago, and now I see them like in about four or five different cities. Yeah, and Great Wings, too, yeah. You know, Sicilian pizza in the Northeast was a big thing. It is hard to find places that even do it in North Carolina, let alone do it well. Uh, that's the square, like you just talked about. That yeah, so that's pizza. that's it's a square, kind of like uh, Detroit style, they call it. So you see a lot of Detroit style places. Right, they call there. it Detroit. Essentially, there's, there's Sicilian pies. Yeah, they're in it. Thick pieces of square pizza is what it is. Yes. yes um, yes, something called grandma pies, I've heard them called, too. So, yeah, grandma pies for me was always like uh, the crushed tomatoes with the... the cru- yeah, the crushed tomatoes, but it's on a square one, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we always took that. I, I took that for granted living in the Northeast and coming down sure. here. You just, there's not a lot of pizza places that do it uh, in North Carolina. If they, if, if they do it, they don't do it well. Hey, but I think you're muted if you're. Please, no. Please don't even. I was going to say, is he, really going, is he really going? Please there? don't. Please don't even go. He wants to. 
Mr. O1, I'm going to tell you what. I really, really loved Mr. O1 the first time I found it. Um, because obviously Dave Portnoy like scored it out. So Alex right. and I scored it out, actually. It was really good. Yeah. I don't know, maybe it's because it's not the original place, but you just know, it's not a bad pie at all. It's really, really good. But it's, I, I don't find it as awesome as it was maybe the, when we went there the first couple of times. I mean, because now they got a lot more locations. They do. But uh, I love the 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 the, the original pizzas. It's good. It's okay. But those that star pizza where they kind of tuck those corners with cheese and those are really top notch to me. The Mister O One star. But I'm not finding it as crispy because I'm finding it to be oily a lot. Yeah, especially if you get that meat one, which is delicious. Yeah, for this. it's not. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, what else do I saw up here? But that how was that uh, Death by Pizza? Death by Pizza was very good. I'm going to tell you something. Good. Doesn't compare when you get it delivered. I'm sure. Doesn't compare when you get it delivered. You got you got to try because that used to be like an underground. Like you had to put your order in on Instagram on Friday and pick them all up on Monday, and they were sold out like in an hour. You know, and they opened up their first like shop like I don't know, maybe a year or two ago. I'm looking at one. So this Antico place has it's on the one bite app. It's got about an eight score. Cumulative. All right, it's good. It's not, not a Dave, not a Dave score. That's a that's a community. Oh, community score. Yeah. Well. So I don't know. Alan swears by it, but you know, you I've seen that. I've seen I've seen where Alan eats. Yes. Buffalo <laughs> <laughs> Wild Wings in New if, Orleans. If, if we're gonna look at where he eats as a baseline for how he scores shit, it's self-explanatory. Yeah, like a, a perfect example: Buffalo Wild Wings in New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> this, is a, this is a guy who gets excited for a sub pub. Yes. <laughs> oh my God! I made it to Publix. I can have a sub pub. Yes. He, he did go to Larry. There's a place called Larry's Giant Subs in in Georgia and North Florida, and he went there. So I give him credit on that. That that's a much improvement. <laughs> all right well it's that time during uh, the show we're going to get ourselves a little bit educated on what's going on in the cigar industry and actually have maybe some cigar talk it's time to find out from our good friend what's the scoop with coop hey y'all what's my theme music the scoop with coop breaking industry news here at first on kma talk radio and cigar coop.com all right cooper this is your time to shine take it away yeah it's a light week so uh this i have three stories there's a couple of things i'll mention that we didn't cover on coop for various reasons but i'll mention them as well along the way uh, so first up, um, Postani Cigars. Uh, Postani Cigars um, is releasing one of their limited editions. It's called the SBC 22. And I think it's called the 22 because I think it was supposed to come out in 2022. Um, but they do this every two years. Um, it's one of their more popular uh, limited editions. And uh, they make this cigar uh, down at Skip Martin's Nika Sueño factory. So uh, this year, they, they change the blend every year. It's usually a barber pole, as you can see. And uh, this year, they made it in a uh, five and a half by 46 Corona Gorda. Um, they're not disclosing anything about the blend. But if you want to know what SBC is, it's, it's got a cool concept. They, it's meant to be called Surrounded by Champions. And the champions are the people who have basically helped them lead to the success of the brand. And these are the Cigar Hustler guys. Uh, right, right, uh, right. Cigar Hustler Mike and Cigar Hustler right. Greg, which I'm, I'm going to butcher their last name, so I'm not even going to do that. So, uh, yeah, uh, I can't these, do it either. 
Yeah, I, I kind of like what these guys do, though. Um, first of all, I like the cigars they've come out with, but, you know, they're retailers. Uh, they have a cigar hustle retail, but they always release the products to their uh, to the other retailers before they actually bring it into the store. So um, they're actually going right, to right. debut this cigar. Um, they're going to debut it um, at, at, uh, in Western Florida at Smoke on the Water um, okay. in December. So, um, but yeah, it's a good cigar. Uh, it's in fact one year the SBC made the coupe list. It was the eighteen that made the coupe list. So, uh, limited release, five hundred twenty count boxes. Not a cheap cigar though, seventeen dollars. So, again, you're talking about we're talking about pricing. That's, right? it's not a, that's not a cheap cigar. Now, a lot of their stuff is made at uh, Roma, right? Is that right? Anything that's Postani branded is made at Roma. Anything that's not Postani branded is made somewhere else. So they've done some stuff with like Espinosa. They've done some things with Matt Booze at the various factories he works in. But anything with Postani, that is made at Roma. Got it. Got it. I, I actually think they've done some – I actually think as far as what Roma does, they've done some very good releases for uh, Postani. They really have. So I, I've liked the cigars uh, a lot. They came out with a Connecticut earlier this year that um, I know a lot of the Coop team members really like that, as, that um, the Postani Connecticut. Good, good guys, too. Good guys, they're really good guys. Um, you ever, you know, you should if you haven't, if you want a podcast to listen to the A Cigar Hustlers podcast is probably I've listened to a little bit. It it, it because these guys go off the rails sometimes. Uh, I, I mean, look, um, I've been the victim of getting blasted by them a few times, so it's uh, it's fun. It's all in good fun, though. It's nothing bad. Yeah, they those guys they come to the Great Smoke. They always do a uh, yeah. A great they would yeah. episode too. So yep, yep, they were down there. Uh, so uh, they, by the way, their shop is a really cool shop to go to. Is what I'll tell you. Uh, where is it? It's in Deltona, Florida. Okay. So I, uh, you know, I when we that's where we used, we used to vacation in Dubarry, which is the next town over. So um, I, you know, whenever I was, when we had when we were when we when we lost the vacation house because uh, they sold it, but. Um, yeah, so I go in there a lot, and the store is a great store to go into. They're, they have great customers. It's, it's it's what you would expect in a cigar store, really. They do a good job. Yeah, I mean, you got to give them guys credit too. Like you said, you know, they have their own cigar shop, but yet they're they're debuting the cigar at Smoke on the Water. So. Yeah, and they've done that with all their releases. So uh, they make That's sure that you know, again, they don't put it in their shop. For, they do put it. They do allocate some for their shop, but they give some sure. of these other shops a, a chance, which I think is really good. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Well. It wouldn't be uh, Cigar News without the STG release of the week. Um, and uh, there, there's actually two. I'm going to talk about one that we covered, one we didn't cover. Um, first up, uh, uh, on the Ford Cigar, the, both of these are on the Ford Cigar, La Gloria Cubana is coming out with the La Gloria Cubana Society Cigar 2. Um, this, is, this is one of these crowdsourced cigars. Where they have a, a Gloria Cubana has a social community called the Gloria Cubana Society, which anyone can join. You just go to the Gloria Cubana website, and um, the idea is the community gives input into the uh, what the final cigar is going to be. So they there's there's things that they look at such as the blend profile, the packaging, the size. Um, I think what happens, I think the way it works is they give them options. People kind of go and select the options as far as that goes. Um, I'm not, yeah, this year they did one. It has a Habano wrapper from Honduras, Sumatra, uh, Sumatra binder, and fillers from Dominican Republic and Nicaragua, and a 6x50 Toro. I'm not usually a big fan of these cigars. I got to be honest with you. 
Um, I wasn't a big fan of the first Gloria Cabana Society cigar. This one, you know, give it a fair chance as well. I don't know. I guess to me, what happens with these crowdsourced cigars is you're trying to satisfy too many people. So, right. you know, you're trying to make a cigar that, you know, you can't make a cigar that everybody likes. You can't make a cigar that everybody hates. It, it, and it always ends up being somewhere in the middle. Is sure. What I, sure. Yeah. So um, these are going to be shipping this month. Pricing is going to be twelve ninety nine. Um, but you know, it's a cool thing. If you want to be involved with it, join the Lagoria Cabana Society. I think they got more projects coming up with that. And they've done this with Punch as well. I was going to say they did like the Punch Brotherhood was kind of the same concept, right? Punch Brotherhood came out a lot better. I actually thought that was a good one. Um, we, I know Ben really liked it uh, when he reviewed it. So uh, check that out. Um, and then the other thing is, and I didn't cover this, but um, it, there was a TAA release that was a little bit of a surprise to everybody. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Um, and we're kind of a little bit de-emphasizing some of the TAA stuff lately. So we're just kind of, it's it's a time thing. But Alec Bradley came out with a uh, uh, a uh, TAA release. So, um, and but no one knew about that cigar, apparently, except if you were down at TAA, I think they were showing it. So, um, and so STG did three TA releases this year, which was a big surprise to a lot of people. They did a Diesel, they did a Sancho Panza, and now they're doing an Alec Bradley. Uh, that's right. There was a Sancho. Let me ask you this, Coop. I mean, let's be real. Take a, you know, not including maybe Tatuaje and one or two other guys. I mean, their TA releases like dead at this point does anybody care? they don't they don't get traffic on coop which is why i've de-emphasized them where you know there's other things we need to work on so you know covering and reviewing these cigars we just didn't see the uh the uh excitement now i'll say this espinoza and i've said this 100 they did a tremendous job with how they released the mercy log of the oral uh, people are were excited about that cigar that's right i almost forget that that was a ta release it, had so it was much- all because they did everything right, they came up with a, a very good blend. They and they had it ready to go after the TAA conference was over, and then they went out to a lot of the TAA retailers and were doing events and things like that. And they got the Espinosa community behind that cigar. I could tell you when I was at Lazona Palooza, people that was a cigar everyone wanted to like. They were trying to get their hands on that cigar. They were one of their extras or anything. That was the cigar people wanted their hands on. It was on a blues. So that, so that says a lot. Espinosa did a lot right with it. And if a lot of companies would do what they did, I think the TA program could be a lot better. They don't. They just throw it out there. They just throw it out mm-hmm. there. You know, Pete's always going to have his following with that. You know, sure, of course, yeah, of course. But but you got to t- you got to get tipped to Espinosa. They they but once you know, again, Pete made his own following with that, right? Yeah. So he but, did marketing and talked about. It. I told people well, I've got everybody excited. Right. About it, you know. And but remember when Pete did it. When Pete did it in 2011, it was at the time they were only doing one, maybe one or two TAA releases. And when that came out, it was so well-received. It wasn't competing with 20 other cigars. And Pete's doing the marketing. It, it became such a cult following that and it really, Abe, you could probably talk. To, it saved the TAA program in terms of, I think that program was dying until Pete came out with that. I still think it's dying. Well, I do too. I do too. That's why we, we DM. So that's why, look, if, if someone called me and saying, "Can you cover this for me?" and we'll, we'll cover it, but we just we don't really see the band. Like we used to review every TAA cigar, and it was like this was getting re- we weren't seeing the traffic on it. They, they horrorized it. I mean, that's the problem. And, and yeah, yeah, the TAA has been an organization that I think is just outdated. Yeah, really serves no really current purpose. I don't even think there are guidelines. I mean, look. I joined the TA because my mentor, Sal Fontana, was important to him. Right. 
he used to have a Connie cup, which is in memoriam of his wife that died. And, you know, I, that's really why I joined. And throughout my whole time, I've just seen an organization that's been on its dying pulse, resuscitated, been on its dying leg, resuscitated. I've never seen a group of people work so hard to save something that honestly, I don't know if it really serves a purpose. I I don't know what purpose TAA serves for the consumer. Well, maybe buying, maybe the buying, maybe. There's enough. Okay, so the people that first off, if the the people that belong to the TAA, Uh if you go by the according of standards of what a TAA member should be, they got buying opportunities all year. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Good point. point. Yeah, I I mean, I mean, do you get a little bit of a better buying opportunity? here and there on some stuff. Sure. Why not see it for the PCA? Yeah. Well, this year is going to be interesting because they moved TAA out to next October. So, because, and that was apparently one of the big things that was a hurdle to moving the trade show earlier in the year. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, I just wonder if we get minis at the house, Sean, he's like that. Your hand is so big compared to the can. It's only a mini. (laughs) Brought back the Pepsi clan. I know it's the uh, classic Pepsi cans back. So my favorite. Yeah. Pepsi, yep. the Chicago thing. No Coke, Pepsi, Pepsi, no Coke. So <laughs> anybody, anybody, Coop, you got that. Yeah, yeah. I think that if we count both releases this week, that gives uh, that gives STG a three three to nothing lead over Paul right now. Right, right? Paul is falling very far behind. Hold on, what did I miss? Falling behind in what? STG oh. two releases: the Alec Bradley oh. TAA and the Lagoria. Paul Chicago. missed two. Yeah, oh, so they're, they're they're three three releases ahead of Paul's attendance. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's funny. Yeah, we, yeah. we had, had a little crisis at the house. It's a week of crises. It's yeah, like, it is a week. Of every day it happens. It happens. It happens, yeah. And it's yep. unbelievable. Yep. The problem is, is that well, I don't know where the middle girl is. I'm stuck here with the two babies, and the middle girl's like disappeared. I, I even forgot she's here. I think she's here. She might have went with her mom. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Seriously. I have no what idea. Else you got, Cooper? Um, one of the story that... Um, there's a new Liga Pravada coming out. Um, I think this is something that you guys may carry. Um, it's we called fight the, for it. yeah, it's the Porchetta, uh, the Liga Pravada Unico Siri Porchetta. Um, it's named after uh, a roasted pork dish. Um, that, uh, but it's gonna. But the difference is this is gonna go to Casa de Monte Cristo stores. Um, but I'm not clear. One thing that wasn't clear when I was kind of looking at this this morning is: is it going to the Casa de Monte Cristo? Flagship stores, or is going to the stores like you guys who I, 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 clear, I cleared that up for Altus. Okay, yeah. Altus was, was a little confused on that policy, so I okay, Abe got that one straightened out. I had to clear it up. We will be getting a very limited supply. I'll tell everybody right now, it won't make it to the website. Um, so maybe, so if you're not a member of Smoking Social, you might want to join. Giving it away, giving it away, giving it away. Yeah, uh, it's a six by 46 box press. Bellicoso. I don't think there's been a lot of ligas that have been box pressed. There's a few that have been floating around. If, if uh, you're watching, excuse me, but if you're watching the show and you don't know what smoking social is that Alex mentioned, it's basically our own private Facebook group made up yeah. of most of our hardcore customers and fans. So um, when we get some limited rare stuff like this, whatever, we try to maybe find a way to distribute it to those fans on our smoking social page first when we really don't have enough of something to send it to our full client list. So, Coop, when I saw this, I'll tell you, you know, with that that interesting shape, what it reminded me of was the most recent, uh, the latest Dogma release. The Dogma was kind of that 
box press Bellicoso type. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. That was the one that do- the dojo that was that 10th anniversary one they did. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. That was on the undercrown, but yeah, no, it's very similar. I think it's a, the, I the think size. Yeah, I think the mold probably is the same they're using. I think it is a six by forty six. Here, here was the so normally we get these Drew State press releases, right? And there's a quote by Jonathan Drew. I got to read this quote, Alex. You're gonna appreciate this one if you haven't seen it. And so Jonathan Drew comments, Porchetta is a meaty, in-your-face, turbulent journey of flavor and aroma. It's hard-hitting, yet smooth and meat-loving, calculated at the very same time. Kind of like a Larry Holmes jab to the dome. It's not meant to knock you out, but damn, that was the thing about Holmes in his heyday. He could literally knock you out with a couple of jabs. Nobody should get knocked out with a jab, really. Porchetta is like a miniature Larry Holmes. My dad was a huge (laughs) Larry Holmes fan. I don't know how he came up with that one. <laughs> I know, that was like one of the better ones we got. I guess if you're a fan of Larry Holmes, uh, be I'm a huge. Out for he was he's probably one of my all-time favorites, Larry Holmes. Yes, great. Uh, great you know, grew up with him, but yeah. So Porchetta and Larry Holmes somehow have got got, got lent into this. Um, they haven't announced um, a ship date for this yet, which was interesting. So um, they haven't announced the ship date, so we don't. Oh, know it's already date. shipped. Has it? Oh, it's already, it's already shipped. Okay. They didn't it's even. Already, yeah. It's already shipped. It's in uh, Santa Clara's possession. Okay. So, and Santa Clara is who distributes for Casa de Monte Cristo. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. So, so maybe before we go further into the news, we should educate our listeners the difference between porchetta and pancetta. Yes. I'll let the resident Italian. I don't know if I can explain it well. Alex, can you explain that one well? I mean, I don't really know what. And they have a pancetta is. cigar as well. Pancetta is kind of like a. It's, it's like a like ham. A, it's, it's almost a ham like a, it's almost like a prosciutto type. Yeah, it's like a hammy yeah. bacon. Yeah. What is porchetta? I think porchetta is some Spanish stuff. Oh, it's not Italian. Did I put I you on the wrong so. spot? No, yeah, I I, I thought it was. I thought it Isn't was it? a. Uh, I thought it was Italian. It, I thought it was more. I thought, I thought, like, por, por, I thought porchetta is more moist. Is what I under, I can maybe understand with that. It is more fatty. Alex Lancaster, about five bucks a pound, yeah. I'm sure. Salty, oh, yeah, greased meat. Italian porchetta. All right, so pork is a pork loin porchetta, and one's yeah. It's, the, it's like a pork roast porchetta. It's like a pork roast. Yeah, it's very. It's more moist. If you. If you I haven't had much of either of those, to be honest. It's not something I've ever gravitated to. Well, pancetta, I'll just usually it'll be in some Italian dish I'm eating. I'll have pancetta. Yeah, Yeah, pancetta's more like a prosciutto. It's like a, you know, sliced. uh, Apparently, I'm just looking. Porchetta's more of like a whole pork loin type dish. Look at that culinary education on KMA yeah, Talk. Right? If you've noticed, too, with the Liga Pravada Unico series, since 2018, they haven't done like a, a national one anymore, per se. They've done exclusives to various retailers, various countries, and now the various distributors like Casa de Monte Cristo. So uh, a little more limited distribution they're going with some of these. Uh, they, the last one they did that was national was actually the Nasty Fritas in 2018. And they don't even do that. Like, that's unlimited production thing they do. So, so uh, yeah. And the pricing will be nineteen twenty-five on this thing. So, Getting steep. Getting steep. Get, getting steep, yeah. So, again, we talk about pricing. And, uh, you know, yeah. if, you, if you're. And that's, I think people, that's beefy. Well, actually, more. Right. I mean, I remember when Leagues came out, they were about 10 bucks. They were about 10, 12 bucks when they came out. You guys want to hear the best story ever? Yep. We're done with news, by the way. That's all I had this week. 
That's it. Yep. Well, for more information, always staying up to date, please visit our good friend at cigar-coop.com. So you want to hear a great story? Absolutely. True story. So I'm I'm gonna assume that majority of people know how Liga Provada started. Okay, but I'll give you the the rap for some people who don't know. So when Steve Saka got acquired, when when John the Drew Estate acquired Steve Saka, right? They acquired him from JR at the time. And Steve became president of a company that he really didn't none of the cigars in their portfolio at the that was it is something he enjoyed to smoke, right? So their first their first attempt, do you remember what it was, Coop? Their first yeah, attempt Chateau, at, Chateau Real. Which is which coming is back. Coming back. We talked about it's that one. Coming back. Yep. So Chateau Real was their first attempt at a mainstream non-infused brand, which if anybody knows Steve Saka, still not his cup of tea. Too mild. So, yeah. Liga Pravada, Liga Pravada was literally a blend that Steve had the factory rolling that he would have cigars to smoke when he was on the road. Okay. And that was his blend. And, you know, this is a point in my career where literally like Jonathan and Marvin, especially Marvin, um, they were at my shop probably once a month, you know, we, you know, we hung out and Saka and they, and they would come up sometimes just to play poker in our weekly poker game, you know, and Steve would pass these cigars out, pass these cigars out. And Steve was kind of doing this, and knowing Steve, it could have been the whole plan all along, right? Definitely. Mm-hmm. No, I right? that too. Right? But he was kind of doing this everywhere he went in the country. So then it eventually became popular. What's that cigar scene? And then they said they were going to release. So they were literally talking in my shop that they figured this was going to be like a 650 to 695 cigar at the time. Right? Now they told, so oddly enough, I'm going to tell you something. When Liga Provada came out, I, they ruined it. In my stores, it was selling all over the country, everywhere. But they ruined it in my stores. Almost couldn't give them away because, like, literally for almost two years, a year and a half plus, Marvin, Steve, everybody is telling everybody this is going to be a six to seven fifty cigar, six fifty seven fifty cigar. Blah 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 blah. The thing comes out, it's like ten bucks. <laughs> and we're talking the nineties, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, it was like ten bucks. Thousands, right? And they're like, what happened? Like six, seven dollars cigar. You know, yeah. so it kind of like ruined it for all our clientele at the time. But yeah, the original intention when they were discussing and making it was like it might have been. It I didn't know. I didn't know that part. Yeah. yeah, but I remember when it came out, they were trying. Like when we started coming out with it, it was meant to be for certain retailers, right? It was, and it was kind of like they. I remember, when, they, but they started giving it to everybody. Is what happened when they opened it up. Hey, hey, Mister Call of Duty, I'm doing a show over here. Sun's over there shooting shit, playing hand grenade. <laughs> so, um, no, you can go outside in the back. So, um, and one of the benefits of being at home. So, uh, what were we just talking about? Liga. 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 Yeah. I remember at the trade show, they had told them that they were going to open up a top 50 accounts only. Right, one. right, right. And I remember Steve having a hissy fit because they opened up like over 100. And he went around that trade show telling people, yep, sorry, they made a mistake. Sorry, they made a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> they cut it back down like to close to 50. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, they, they even after that, they were giving – I'm telling you, there were stores getting it that really weren't supposed to be getting it. 
And that's what led to the whole, I think, Drew, that's when they went to Drew Diplomat finally with that. Yeah, but it took it, a long time to undo that. It's still a clusterfuck. Yes, it is, actually. Getting it, ordering it, like, I mean, like, you know, here's the problem. Brands like that are never going to get support from me. I'm never going to recommend the League of Provider to somebody because they can't provide it enough. Why do I want to look? I'm in. I'm in the. This, I tell you, I'm in the business of making happy people, right? I make a living by making people happy. Whether it's getting the product you want, whether it's coming up with a promotion, whether it's doing something, whatever. And you know, they're 20 years in this game and they still can't produce like enough of this. And, and it, it, it's it's a farce. And then I'll go to some places at the Podunk store. Nothing. He's got 50 boxes stacked to the ceiling of it. You know. They're not even handling that right. You know, why has this guy got so much? Everybody else is selling out like, you know, in a week after you have your allocation. You know, in fact, that's why it, on our websites, it, we only have them available in five packs. Five packs. Because nobody would ever see them then. So, so I mean, yeah, a guy like me, I'm not putting customers on that because that dude's going to live in eternal disappointment for most of the year. So yeah. why, why, why do that to him? You know, there, there's a lot of other cigars of that caliber in that range of that flavor profile that you can put a customer on. And I don't think that that's, that's one thing I don't think Drew Estate has figured out, you know, because it's that it's their Opus X, right? I mean, there could be more Opus X out there. I mean, it, it's just the reality of the situation. Anybody growing tobacco and, and, and yeah, whatnot. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, come on. It, it's just, you know, it's a, it's a production thing. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a tough item for us as a retailer. I for bet. smaller retailers, is great. You know, I, I bet you there are smaller retailers who still have cigars left by the time the next allocation comes in. Right. You know, yeah. we right. don't even we don't even spot that in in a normal shelf in our stores because I don't want I, I don't like any empty box on my shelf. So why why, why even give it a designated shelf space? It's going to look empty most of the year. It's on some little end cap shelf. When the boxes are gone, we put something else there. When they right. come back, we put something else there. Right, right. All right. Well, it's about that time. Are we doing tail of the tape? We're it's doing tail of the tape. Back. What? I don't have a sheet. For I think it's season eight. Eight? Season eight. Holy yeah, cow. Yes. Season eight. Tail of the tape. Paul DeGracco style. Run it. <laughs> cool intro. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, I, is, I'm, uh, I'm gonna have to get that look at you. Looking good. You're almost Michael Herklotzish. Yeah, I know. So we are counting down the greatest cartoon characters of all time, not including Disney characters. We are anti-Disney this season. We're anti-Disney. We just so Paul. Right. We had to make something that Paul could not do Disney with. So I'll kick it off with Paul's pick. Like I said, his picks will probably be respectable because they're in his range of things, although that could change easily. Paul's number 10 pick is... I think the caveat for Paul is we said no Disney, right? Yeah, oh. we said no Disney for anybody. I just saw a clip of... So, oh, yeah, my. Paul went with Garfield, which is, you know, look, Garfield's a respectable guy, kind of the cur curmudgeon cat thing. 
Um, I like Garfield. That's a good pick by Paul. Listen, he's a pragmatic cat. He loves to eat. He loves, loves food. To I mean, eat. How does not every dude relate to Garfield, really? Right, right. So, like I said, all, right, all right. It's better than most of his 10. Disney ones. It's better than most of his Disney ones, yeah. I, I don't know. Do I, should I poll these weekly? See yeah. Who, I, yeah, yeah, why, why, not? Poll why not? Why not? I'll poll these weekly, see who they like better. All right, go ahead, Abe. I, you know, I went with an all-time classic, dude. Guy who's always lovable, always into mischief, and probably had one of the coolest and funniest supporting casts of all time, man. Hey there, boo-boo. It's Yogi Bear. Good pick. I don't want good pick. I don't yeah, want man, one. Yogi Bear, man, great. Another guy loves food, always mischief. His relationship with Ranger Smith and his loyal sidekick Boo Boo. I mean, how can you love? How can you not love this character? He definitely comes in at my number ten pick. One of the best Christmas shows specials was Yogi's First Christmas. They did a great. I gotta, I gotta find. Yeah, it. really good one. Really good one. If you haven't, because Yogi always hibernates during Christmas, so he he's up for Christmas. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, so it's very I'll, good. I'll tell you. If you haven't if you haven't got a chance to watch it, there's actually a great uh, Yogi Berra documentary on Netflix. Mm. It's actually really one do- well done. And of course, Yogi Berra hated Yogi Bear. He was. <laughs> I gotta you know, I gotta check that out. Basically, said they made me right. a cartoon character. Right. I'm not a cartoon character. Right. <laughs> All right, Coop, what do you got? All right, I went with a minor character from a big franchise, but the reason why I picked this character is because I think in every community there's a character like this and. Uh, he is from the he is from the Flintstones franchise, but he's from the Pebbles and Bam Bam spinoff. And the character is Schleprock. Bad luck Schleprock. Who anywhere he came, there was bad luck and bad things happened when he walked into a room. And I can't tell you, like, I know people who are just the bad luck guys. Uh, woe is me, that's what he would say. Um, a great character. I had to include him on the list. I couldn't put him higher than 10. But, uh, yeah, Schleprock, I mean, if you've watched that, you know that that was always one of the highlights of that show. So I'm going to tell you something. It's, it's really funny, right? I don't think I watched the Pebbles and Bam Bam spinoff shit at all, right? But, but, but I've heard the flavors. Schleprock. Right. Now you know where it's from. I didn't it, even it know that. Became a term, it, wasn't, it was yeah. a terrible cartoon except yes. for Schleprock. Exactly. It was Schleprock, yeah. I was thinking... Bro, I was saying the same. I said, "How deep did you dig to find yeah. Schleprock?" I didn't. I was literally saying the same thing, Sean. I didn't because Schleprock. It's always like in a cigar. Like one of my cigar lines, we we would call a guy Schleprock because he was just right. bad that's luck. A term. This guy, you know. And so that's how it. You know, it was I didn't really have to dig deep. Any other? I couldn't name any of the other Pebbles and Bam Bam characters. To be honest with you, that one I can name. Wow, Schleprock. <laughs> All right, for my number 10 pick, as coincidence would have it, my number 10 pick is Space Ghost. So, you know, I'm, I'm so Ghost, sorry. I'm so sorry. A, that's a great pick. Yeah. Bro. I, I literally <laughs> thought you were too young. My thunder. No. I'm so, so sorry. Listen, I literally thought you were too young. This is what's great about Space Ghost is, you know, he, he Space Ghost was around in like the 60s and 70s as like yeah. an actual hero. Where Space Ghost really came to shine was when he came back as a spoofy type late night talk show host. Right. Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Yeah. And um, yeah, man, he was one of them. I had to give him the 10 spot. He was on the cusp, but I, I love Space Ghost. No, I'm glad Coast he made the 10 spot. Was, I'm glad um, he made the 10 spot. What's what's funny is, too, you know, there was two spinoffs from characters that came on that talk show yeah. interview. Yes. Spinoff cartoons. Uh, uh, um. God, I, I can't, can't remember, remember their names. Yeah, I can't There's... remember them either. 
But did you ever watch like the the series, like when he was flying in space with his with his uh, and he was when he, then he was like invisible, right? And yes, become, yes, yes. Yeah, did you yeah. ever watch that? I watched that I, too. Yes, I've seen them. I've seen them. But I think I think uh, Space Ghost. Coast but, Coast. but but it was the night. It was a night talk show. Is why I was even. Concerned. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, Space Ghost. Yeah, no. Um, they could say, I think there were some Hanna Barbera characters that were based off the Space Ghost character too. They weren't a very popular ones, but I think they based a couple like uh, I think Blue Falcon or something like that. They did. They were very similar. To, they looked like Space Ghost like mimics. Yeah, you know, a lot of people probably don't even realize Space Ghost started in like the '60s, '70s. Is a real yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's a, it's a long time character on that. Yeah, and a lot of like cameo appearances. Right. For a long time, you would see Space Ghost kind of in there. Good shit. Well, that is our number 10 picks of Tale of the Tape Season 8 cartoon characters. Nine more to go. Stay with us. Should be a fun season. Uh, I tell you, man, the first, week, the first week was interesting. Yep. It was interesting. So it's going to be a good season of Tale of the Tape. And now to end KMA Talk Radio in traditional fashion. Okay? Uh, it is time to find out. Would you rather? Would you rather? You know, it's funny because we have a Holiday with Saga Claus promotion coming up, and we had my kids sing the intro for yes. of, of dubbing it Saga Claus to Saga Claus to Santa Claus, <laughs> and I could hear the the age difference between them. Oh, between the, that, absolutely. And would you rather? Oh my God, they sound absolutely. so much younger in this Saga intro. Claus. So yeah, so interesting. Would you rather this week? All right, um, because I know people who are both sides of this fence. And, I, and if you're watching the show, comment. I'm interested, right? Are you the type of person that prefers to have, would you rather have Thanksgiving dinner at your home or go to somebody else's place for Thanksgiving dinner? I'll answer it. I'd rather right. have it at home. I'd rather have it at home. Uh, um, No, I'd rather go somewhere else, man. It I'd doesn't have to be a big deal if we're at home with it. That's why. This that is, is true. Well, I'm, listen, oh, I'm saying. Okay, no, well, you me, know what? I got to go back. I gotta wait, go. wait, 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 wait. Let me rephrase the question, right? You're going to have dinner with your family, so it can't be home alone. So either your in laws or your family's coming to your place, or you're going to someone else's place where you're gathering. So is it, it, option is it, being home alone is not, doesn't count. Is it family? Yeah, family. Anything like I'm going to fam- family's place. I'm not going yeah. to, like, you know. No, no, not um, yeah, I'm going family. I'm going family. I don't I don't necessarily have to clean up. You know, look look at this. It's it's really kind of split down the middle. Yeah. I, I'm in my house only because I'm not comfortable most other people's places, right? And same in my here. House, same here. In my house, I can get my own spot. I got my own lanai chair outside. I go they, they can do whatever they want in the house, but you get stuck in somebody else's house and Especially when you're a guy my size, they don't actually have mm-hmm. comfortable furniture or place for you to sit. And- yeah, but see, my my problem is the other side of the coin is when I'm at somebody else's house, I can plan an escape. You know, 
when it's at your house, you may have, even when it's family, you got yeah, family. They're still, they're still the lingering. Point. They're right. still lingering. I want to get them out of here. See, that's true too. I, it's, I'm telling you, it's it's you know, there's the whole. It's nice to walk out the door and not have to worry about cleanup, doing shit, anything. And if you're really a good host, you get all the leftovers without doing. You get some leftovers without doing any of the work. You know, right. so yeah. Yeah, there's upside to both, but yeah. you know, Al Alex is the you know the king of the Irish goodbye. So yeah, that's probably why. Master, I can teach you. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's, yep. The Irish goodbye is uh, that's the way to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, that brings another episode of KMA Talk Radio to a close. We hope we entertained you. You had fun Saturday. Best way to start every Saturday. And the team will be back next week. I'll be at sea away, but the team will be back next week for yep. another great episode. So please make sure you join us. Until then, I hope everybody has a very happy and healthy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. All right. Until next week, everybody, peace. Keep it lit.